What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? That was a loud Mike. Mike? Did I say Mike? I might have. Uh, I meant to say Mike. That's me. Hi. I said Mike, though, like Mank. Uh, like Mank, Mank, Mank. Mank is a show that's on uh, Netflix right now that I haven't watched yet. It's in black and white starring Gary Oldman, who, uh, by the way, I met Gary Oldman once at Trader Joe's, uh, which is a grocery store of some note. And get this, the man in real life is black and white. He himself is black and white, not in color. He is the he is an actor. He is a person who lends himself to a black and white existence. And look, I, I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Uh, I think he punched a lady once too. I know Gary Oldman's a genius and he's a great actor, but didn't he punch a lady? I think he did. Isn't that something you find in everybody's background nowadays? And not just punching ladies, but I mean terrible things. You'll be talking about somebody. You're like that guy's great, and they're like, really? That guy fucked a rat. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and in college, he he slid a rat over his cock like a fucking flashlight, and he just fucked the shit out of it. Choked it to death they found ratatouille just filled with fucking gary oldman spank right there under the desk i said well, you, are you gonna come wait on the did you mean gary oldman mank or gary oldman spank you know what he's play i think he plays mank so maybe we could just say that that was mank spank and i know you guys are gonna think i planned that but i did not that's unfortunate that's how my brain works i got all the way around to mank spank there you know you know not, a lot of a lot of podcasts will be out there they'll be like let's talk about the muppets or whatever the fuck and i'm like yeah great here's what i talk about gary oldman in black and white in college sliding a rat over his dick and then coming in its fucking throat and then throwing it onto the ground and discarding it and it'll be full of mank spank that's what i do that's why nobody likes me that's why my show's not popular other people are out there going hey man let's recap the office you remember that time michael scott did a crazy thing do 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 remember when he put a placard on his head boop boop do do oh he didn't like toby did he wah, 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 wah. meanwhile i got oldman fucking throat fucking a rat that's not good and filling it with manx bank uh see this is why this show shouldn't exist sometimes right is that what you're thinking to yourselves you're like you know what this show shouldn't exist or are you desperate for it are you thinking to yourself you know what there's so much homogenized content out there we got to turn to our friend mike is the only one out there who's going to go ahead and bring us the truth about mank spank uh it sounds like beats this <laughs> Remember the movie Beat Street with uh, did Beat Street have Boogaloo uh, Shabu or whatever the fuck? I don't know if it did. I, I know that was breaking uh, breaking too had Shabadu and he just died. Well, look, folks, I, I fear, unfortunately, that we've lost Shabadu. I, look, it was a tough year. Certainly uh, some of my idols died. Some of your idols died. People we all love unconditionally. Uh, but then it was all capped in the in the death Sunday that was 2020. It was capped by the cherry that was Shabadoo. Oh, Shabadoo Quinonez, if you will. But here's the good thing about Shabadoo. He he left this planet. He shuffled off this mortal coil before he had the opportunity to hear me talking about Gary Oldman fucking a rat. <laughs> so he's he's a better man for it. He's he's up there now in heaven flying around with his wings breaking. He's at the he's at the you know what? Fuck that. He's not even flying around. They didn't even give him wings. He showed up and he's like, hey, man, give me some fucking wings. They're like, nah, you know what? You're the fucking breaking dude. Right. And he's like, shut do. And they're like, can How about that? He gets to the fucking desk. <laughs> There's fucking Santa Claus with the open book. And he's like, All right, who are you, dude? And he goes, it's me. It's Shabadoo. And he's like, Shabadoo, Shabadoo, running his finger down the book. Shabadoo, Shabadoo, Shabadoo. It's me, Shabadoo. All right. Are you? Shabadoo Canonez? What? 
How many Shabadoos are in line to get into this fucking joint? That's what Shabadoo would ask, uh, because he's indignant. He didn't want to die. He didn't anticipate. He's happy to be getting into Santa's house or whatever the fuck, but he's like still there. He's like, all right, let me in. And they're like, Shabadoo, 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 Shabadoo. Are you Shabadoo Quinones by chance? And he's like, yes, of course. And they're like, all right, we just got it. We can't. There are so many Shabadoos waiting to come in today. There, for some reason, it down on Earth and, and Earth two and Jupiter and Mars and Neptune and every other goddamn planet, there was there was a Shabadoo Holocaust. All of the Shabadoos have been lost on the same day. So, and he's like, "Wait a minute, hold on. Did I not die of natural causes?" And they're like, "Well, yes, yeah, sort of." And he goes, "Well, wait. All the Shabadoos died the same day." And he goes, "Well, yeah, that seems like it would be a weird coincidence." When Shabadoo's like, "Yes, you're fucking right. It was. Holy fuck." You guys killed all the Shabadoos in one day? And Santa's like, ho, 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 don't blame me, man. I'm not in charge of killing the Shabadoos. That's a completely different department. All I do is fucking hold the book and slide my finger down and see which Shabadoo gets to get in here and which Shabadoo go down to fucking uh, uh, non-breakdance in hell. Because that, that exists. Don't kid yourself. Sometimes, because that's what hell really is. Hell is not like a blanket place. You don't go to hell and you're like, boo, scary people. Oh, no, this is bad. No, 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 no. You go to hell and it's just it's just a place where none of the things you love are. So, like, you got to go to hell and it's just endless fucking green beans and tea. Oh, fuck. Imagine that. That's what you do. It's not even fire. They're like, you know what? Because Americans and humans are fucking and Jupiterians and, and fucking Neptunians or whatever the fuck they're all like they can handle flame and brimstone and a devil and you know all these fucking scary monsters we've been conditioned by movies to go well that's what hell is like I get to meet Tim Curry but instead all hell is is just this banal fucking existence where you've got to wear itchy sweaters and you have to eat green beans and drink tea what a fucking nonsense hell that is and look that's not everybody's hell I think we're all realizing that's probably my hell because I'm telling you the things I don't like it, for you out there. It could be, Oh, I, I, Oh my God, it's a hell with no REO Speedwagon. That's what it is. you go down. There's a radio and you get to listen to a ton of different music, but your favorite band is REO Speedwagon and you can never find them on the dial. And even when you try to sing it to yourself, when you're walking down the hallway and you're like, I used to be lonely till I learned about living alone. You can't do it. Different words come out of different. You, for some reason, your physiognomy has been changed. Your brain, your body, all of it has been completely screwed up to where you, you try, you know, the REO, you hear it in your head, but you can't, but you can't burst it out. And you don't even gain any sounds from having it in your brain because you get, you completely forget Kevin Cronin's sweet voice. You completely forget Bruce Hall's back on the road again. You can't possibly duplicate it in your fucking brain. You know of them. They exist in your universe, but you can't possibly. You're like, and it's this whole thing where you're looking. You know how you forget a word sometimes? You're like, what the fuck is that word? How the fuck can I not remember this word? Well, that's how you are, but with REO Speedwagon's music. Now, let me tell you, one person's hell is another man's heaven, because that would be David Hernandez's fucking heaven. If he didn't have to listen, if he had no no recollection at all of REO Speedwagon's music, he'd be like, ah, he would settle in and be truly happy. Uh, but other people, that's a fucking death because nobody can hear the sweet solos of Gary Richrath. I don't know what solo that was, but he loved it. I will say this about Gary Richrath. He used to be lonely till he heard about living alone. All right. Um, I need a fucking handler. I need somebody to come over here and fucking just grab my life and fucking shake it upside down. So the change falls out of its pockets. I just fucking, I am, I am a mess. I am sitting here with, and it's in, and this is a time, this is a week of upheaval. This is a week when I should be uh, ready, ready to go. 
uh, did I finish my Shabadoo thought? I don't think I did. Now that, now that he's popped into my head, what if Shabadoo got to heaven and he, he had a job? Like, you know, Santa's got a job with the book open and shit. But then Shabadoo, they find his name. You're like, are you Shabadoo Canonias? He's like, of course I am. And he realizes that it was the Shabadoo Holocaust, that they'd killed all the Shabadoos just to get Shabadoo Canonias to, to up to Santa's joint. And he's got a breakdance at the gates for everybody. It's like his job. He has to fucking, even at the age of 95 or whatever the fuck he was. Wait, no, all right. he couldn't have been 95, could he? Because that movie came out in, what, 83? Uh, so that's 40, that's 37 years ago, 38 years ago. So that would have meant he was, he was 60 when he did Breaking 2? I don't think that's true. Uh, he looked amazing. Holy fuck, that, that ridiculous hat and everything. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he had so much, had so much makeup on, but he, he was very limber for a 60-year-old gentleman. Uh, and then he still tacked another 30 on to get to 90 and then go up to fucking uh, Shabadoo heaven with Santa where he's like, oh, by the way, you got to break dance at the gates for everybody. And he's like, what? How fucking shitty would that be if you got to heaven and you had a job? What if heaven's just the same as fucking earth? What it just, it's just, you don't heaven. Here it is. Heaven is, uh, but there, here's what heaven considers. All right. Cause heaven's now outdated. You get up there and Santa's like, you're, I'm glad you're here. And you're like, yay. And he's like, you were an Uber driver. So go ahead and grab a car. You're like, what? He's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta drive around here in heaven. You're like, what? I get a, I have to have a job in heaven. Yeah. What do you think? This fucking, you just get to sit around and eat fucking clouds. No man. Got get in a car. You got to drive Shabadoo to his fucking gig or whatever the fuck. And you're like, Oh man, this blows. And it's, uh, it's because heaven for a while was like, like, you know, nothing but grapes and virgins and bullshit. And everybody's like, yay, this is awesome. And then eventually it just, you know, it's filled with supposedly every good soul who's ever died. Right. Isn't that the mythology? So now you can't even get around in that fucking joint. So they had to build it like a real city. And they said, you know, we found it too jarring for people to come up here and give them wings and bullshit. So here's the thing. You got to come up here and get a job. The only good here. So you're like, well, what is it? It's just like earth. And they're like, well, it is. It's very much like earth. But here's the thing. This is the ultimate reward of heaven. We have taken away the fear of death. And, and you say, I, why, I don't know what that means. What, what, and, well, cause you, a lot of times on earth, you're pondering death and you're like, nah, it's kind of just living my life. And you're like, well, you can do that up here too. But if you were terrified of death, please know you are here for eternity and you will never die. Isn't that a great gift? And you're like, I suppose. Okay. Then get in the car and drive people around. No, it's not a great gift. I mean, if I'm, if I'm breakdancing at the gates with Shabadoo Wilson or whatever the fuck, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But if you have to go to heaven and you have, they're like, what? All right. Well, if they, here's when, here's when, you know, it's a big thing. If Santa, if you get to the gate and Santa's like got the book open and he's like, all right, what do you, what's your name? Lou? Yeah. All right. Lewis. Uh, he says, what did, what did you do on earth? And you're like, I, I worked in, uh, uh, finance and you, what do you mean in finance? Well, I mean, I was a bank teller. All right. Then you will work at heaven's bank. And you're like, what the fuck? Why? And you're like, cause that's what you did on earth. That's your specialty. And you're like, but I always wanted to play the fucking lute. And he's like, doesn't matter if you wanted to play the fucking lute. And on earth, you should have played the lute because then when you got to heaven, you would have been a goddamn lute player. And I'll tell you what, we are short on lute players. Like they haven't been him. We haven't gotten any lute players here since the fucking Renaissance or whatever the fuck, right? We haven't had any goddamn lute players here. In I'm going to say, you know what? Santa looks at the book. Hey, I think, God, it's been 64 years since we had any lute players here. And you're like, 64? You do the math on it. You're like, all right, 20,000, 21. Minus uh, 40. So it's been it's like since the 60s, you haven't had any loot players. And he's like, yeah, and those are majorly just the guys who they would go to a pawn shop to get a guitar to make chicks want to fuck them on college. And they couldn't find one. And then they got a loot and went into medieval studies, hoping to pick up some fucking hippie chick who didn't shave. And he's like, all right, so I want to do that. And you're like, no, man, sorry. You grew up to work as a bank teller. Put your loot aside, friend. And then you're bitching. You're like, fuck, I don't want to be a bank teller. He's like, could be worse. You could go to hell and not hear ROO Speedwagon ever again. 
As what is this? That's the same guy. He wants. He loves Ario Speedwagon and the loot. I'm going to say this. I'm going to advance this theory right now. That guy I just created in that bit, who who the the guy who went to college, wanted to buy a guitar to attract ladies, but instead bought a lute uh, and tried to play it, but then he couldn't do it professionally, so it became a bank teller, and then eventually died. I'm going to say that's a combination of personality traits and skills that has never existed on this planet. And I encourage you now, if you have a baby, if you have a youngster, if you have a child in your home right now, push them toward the loot and make them stay with it. Make them become a professional loot player. Say, you know what? Grab a loot, stay away from the bank. Or if you go to a bank, grab the loot. <laughs> it's an entirely different loot. Maybe that's what the guy did. He's like, oh man, I can't play the loot, so I'll work around loot. He was like, I would love to be a professional loot guy, but instead I'll be a professional loot dispenser. Because if you're in the bank and you're the bank teller, you're dispensing loot all the goddamn time, but not the loot he wants to dispense. He wants to dispense the sweet notes of loot. Is that it? Is a loot just an owl and a paper towel roll? What the fuck was that? You know what I really wish you could see? I'm actually fingering air loot as if it were a flute. Like I'm in my brain, I've confused a flute for a loot. Uh, and I'm, I'm fingering it, air fingering it right now. <laughs> above the fruited plane, the looted plane, above the looted plane. God damn, I'm great at this. So which makes you think I would do it on time. All right. Uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. I don't fucking yell at me. I don't know. I don't know. Last week was Monday. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, so now I got a week till Monday to do it, which is which was fucking horseshit. But also this thing where, you know, it's got to stop hiding in your house with all the fucking lights out. You know what? That's got to quit right at some point. Don't you get over that? I mean, I don't, I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> look, I was going to say I'm middle-aged, but we know that I'm, I'm 10 years from death. If that I'm going to be lucky to get another decade out of this. All right. There's no doubt, particularly with the way my life has gone over the past goddamn year where I just literally just, just gave the fuck up. Just went, yeah, nah, you know what? I, I, the only good news is my right arm is still in shape because I've spent the last year throwing in the towel. So I've got, I've got that going for me. My shoulder, my triceps, my fucking bicep, my right arm is fucking gorgeous. Uh, and my left arm's not fine. Not, not bad either from jerking off once uh, a day, sometimes twice. Uh, so my arms are fine. Again, I had to keep them in shape, but the rest of me, man, my right hand, throw it in the towel, left hand, spanking it, going to fucking work. And, uh, and then, and then the rest of it just, I don't know, man, surrendered white flagging the shit out of everything. And so then I wind up despite where I again, I don't, I, and you're tired of hearing it. We're all tired of hearing it. You've all got your own fucking life and you're all just like, yeah, you know, it sucks for everybody. And I'm like, I know it does, man. I know it. I'm, but I'm empathizing with you in the fact that it sucks for you and it sucks for me and it sucks for all of us. It's been a fucking here. Here's this, this sentence is going to define this past year for you. All right. You ready for this? Not even joking. First of all, by the way, my nose is filled with pool chalk. Like, I don't, I don't know. You could literally stick a Q stick in my nose and, sh and shine it up and get ready to fucking sink the eight ball. I don't know why it is. I need a humidifier the size of a goddamn dishwasher. My fucking whole face is just packed with dry and I can't figure out what the fuck is going on. I guess it's, I don't know if it's weather or, or whatever the fuck I, I, I tried to narrow it down, but then I saw this sentence just, this is completely true. Um, I, I wish I was joking. 
This this will define the the rest the last year for you. This will tell you where we've come as a society. This will make you wonder exactly why the fuck we're here as a society. Why we don't do something about it? What the fuck? Wouldn't this this sentence alone that I'm about to say to you right now is enough to make you go, man? What the fuck is wrong with us as people? What the fuck is wrong with us as a society? All right, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh, you know, here in in Los Angeles, we've we've often had a problem with smog, right? Uh, it's always air pollution has been a thing, not like Mexico city, not like, uh, places in China that when you walk in, they look like fucking Jack the rippers in the streets. You know, it looks like fucking 1800s London or whatever the fuck. And it's not fucking fog. It's, it's garbage smog. And LA was like that all through the seventies. It was brutal. And in the eighties, it was bad. And, and then they've done some things and made some changes, but you know, you will, because there's so many, it's a car based society. You'll see a ton of fucking gross yellow fucking smoke or smog in the air at certain points. It's just there. You can't escape it. And a lot of electric cars have done their best to go ahead and fix this, but it's just smog is a prevailing thing. Uh, but the, over this past year, smog levels went down quite a bit because not as many people were in their cars going places because of the germ. Everybody had to stay in their fucking house. So they're working from home and they're not really going anywhere and school buses aren't running and stuff like that. So it really made an impact uh, as far as the environment here in Los Angeles. And I'm sure in, in many places throughout the United States, if not the world. So that was a good thing. That was kind of a, uh, a pleasant side effect of the fact that we're all going to die from this ever mutating virus. Uh, but then this uh, people... <laughs> People after nine months, 10 months, a year, as you know, have decided, you know what? This this doesn't exist. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, man, this this germ doesn't really exist. And you're like, uh, you know, 400,000 people are dead. Ah, come on. People die all the time. Who cares? I want to have a hot dog with friends. You're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I understand that you uh, you'd like to live a normal life and you want to go out and see people, but you do understand that the tremendous danger, not only to yourself, but to people who you come in contact with. If you go and ha- attend a a backyard party and have a ballpark fucking Frank, right? You do know that, right? And they're like, yeah, but you know what? It's only old people that are dying. You're like, whoa, well, as a, as an old I can tell you, I can't exactly encourage you to go out and have a fall staff in a backyard with people and laugh and giggle while your kids are in the pool splashing around. And then you come home with the goddamn German, pass me on the street and sniffle. And then I'm dead in a fucking four hour span. And they're like, well, no, but don't worry about it. It's just old people who die. And and also, uh, if you're I'm, I'm not going to go, look, I'm not partying in a nursing home. I'm going to my friend's backyard. We're all young and healthy and actors and we love entertainment. Or we're just grown people who work in a construction site or whatever the fuck we are. We and, and this is even aside from I'm not even talking about the hardcore non-mask idiots who gather together and show up and be like, ah, you will not replace us. The masks will not contain us. Shut the fuck up. I'm talking about normal people. Normal people who want to go have Thanksgiving or normal people who go, yeah, you know what? This isn't bad. Let's just go. I'm just going to go to my friend's house with a group of friends and have like, uh, uh, I don't know, some beers and some dogs and some germs. That'll be fun. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like 18 people die in their neighborhood and they're just like, what the fuck? Or get sick. Like, I, I Look, I can't do that. All right. It's killing a lot of people. Yes, I get like 98% of the people don't die, whatever the fuck. But that means that you are on board with saying, hey, you know what? If I just I just want to have a bratwurst and I'm okay if two percent of the people who get this germ die. <laughs> it's like you're like that's it's okay with you. It's it's you know what? 
Sometimes if you want to have a bratwurst, you got to break a few lives. So then you go ahead and you have 400,000 people die because you wanted to have a, a, a grilled bratwurst. And look, I enjoy bratwurst. I just don't know if I've ever had to ponder the fact that if I eat this bratwurst, four people may die. But that exists, okay? Uh, but so in Los Angeles, we have people who have just... And look, again, it's, it's, I said, there's the psychos who do it. There's this guy, look, all right, there's an MMA fighter. I'm going to tell you about this guy. His name's Tito Ortiz. He's retired, but he was, uh, he was a champion in the UFC, uh, until Chuck Liddell came along and showed him how to really fight. Uh, that's a lie. Tito was a fighter. Tito, you know why? Cause Tito was a wrestler. So, so he would fucking bury guys with wrestling and then he would climb on top of them and ground the pound the shit out of them. Uh, and then he would stand up and do this fake shovel routine. Like it was burying them. And he had, he had some personality, but then when they started to talk to him, they were like, Oh no, this guy, this guy's got a head like a peach pit. Like, I mean, he's got nothing in there, man. So it's just, uh, he, he's got a head full of pumice stones. He's just dumb. And I mean, and I don't say it like, as a pejorative where you're like, you would call somebody, oh, this guy's, well, what a way to go stupid. I mean, this guy's dumb. Like fucking Moose in an Archie comic, dumb. I'm talking fucking uh, Cruiser in Stripes, dumb. There, there was one about the draft. I mean, that's how Tito Ortiz is. He's just a, he's a fucking whistlehead. He just is. So, uh, as is the case in this country, he's a whistlehead who, uh, he was a UFC fighter and, uh, and then because he's famous, like he, he started fucking Jenna Jameson and then they became a couple and then like he took a poke at her and she tried to scratch his eyes out and then they might've had a kid and, but he was always on the TMZ pages. He's always been, people have always paid attention to him and he's been famous now for 20 years. He was a UFC guy. He went and did regular wrestling. He, he fought as recently as like four years ago. I think he fought Chael Sonnen. Uh, he's just one of those dudes who's always been certainly in that, in that universe, he is extremely well-known Tito Ortiz. Well, now he has pivoted. P- uh, Tito Ortiz has pivoted from, uh, professional sh- <laughs> sh- shovel mime. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. That made me laugh. Professional shovel mime. He has pivoted to, uh, COVID denier mask denouncer. And, and he would have no idea what denouncing meant. He has, he, I'm, I mean, I don't say it as an insult where I'm like, this guy's dumb. I mean, he's dumb. It's not even like up for, for question. He speaks like Norm Crosby, the comedian, but he means it. He's just full of malaprops. He fucks words up all the time. Uh, and he's become a QAnon guy and an anti-mask guy and all that shit. So what, as you know, uh, in, in certain parts of this country, he lives in Orange County, specifically Huntington Beach. Uh, now not a lot of Rhodes scholars coming out of Huntington beach, not a, not a lot of, and I don't want to be, you know, paint the whole town with a broad brush. Uh, but I'll certainly paint a lot of the town with a broad brush, not a whole lot of Nobel prize winners coming out of Huntington beach, because just being born in Huntington beach, it lends you, you to the lifestyle of, you know what, man, I should go to college, but I could actually spend a lot more time goofy footing and smoking dope. What if I did that? What if I just goofy footed for the rest of my goddamn life? And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to have ambition. There's no, I, I mean, look, you're talking, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this Thursday podcast on a Tuesday. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm nobody to bark at you about goddamn ambition, but a dude like fucking Tito Ortiz, who I don't know if he's originally from Huntington beach, but regardless that whole it's look again, all you need to know, it's the beach community. So you know what it's filled with. It's, it's filled with, uh, uh, people who enjoy water sports, people who enjoy beach volleyball, 
people who panhandle <laughs> people, people who drink fucking orange Julius. You know what I mean? It's those fucking people. And, uh, and, and I, and believe me, I would love to be a beach person. I would love to live on the beach because I love the ocean and I just love the smell and the sound. Uh, but unfortunately you also have to deal with the fact that a lot of the people who want to live on the beach, um, I don't want to say they don't have ambition. I don't want to say they lack ambition, uh, but their ambition as Bridget Fonda once said, <laughs> he's like, damn girl, uh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You're not going to get anything done. You're, you're, this wrecks your ambition. Or she says, not if your ambition is to stay on the couch, watch TV and get high. And I'm bastardizing that whole fucking trans trans uh, whatever the fuck conversation. But if you live there and you want to just get high and hit the beach, that's fucking awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but Tito Ortiz is down there. And uh, and he, you know, as again, in addition to being a fighter and like I said, marrying a porn star, he wanted himself. To, well, this dude now has reinvented himself as a QAnon fuckhead and, uh, and an anti-masker. And he's also this guy. OK, he's uh He's the guy who who he's a fucking ridiculous hothead who thinks that if you are questioning him in any way, he can fight you. You know, those dudes like he's a, he's a fucking bro. I guess that's the only way to describe it. Like a bar bro, like those dudes you see in the bar, whether they're fucking he's an he's a you know what he is? He's a fucking 21 year old kid in a bar who who has unsure about his masculinity and is ready to go at the drop of a fucking hat. Or a 40-year-old bro in a bar who, who's unsure of his masculinity. Or a 53-year-old bro in a bar or in a parking garage or in a post office or wherever the fuck else I've been in fights with people who had a hair trigger. Now, I, I haven't for the last, like, probably five, six years. But for a while, I recognized it. I almost fought a guy in my laundry room. You know this, by year, whatever the fuck. But that's who Tito is. He thinks if he shouts loud enough and he gets in your face, he will win an argument. That's to him winning an argument. And if you persist, he will, he will intimidate you physically and try to get in your face. And it's just, it's, he's an embarrassment. You know, he's got to be 40, 41 years old now, but that's who he is. So he's a QAnon dude. He's a mask denier. He's a, he's a hothead bro who thinks if he shouts you down, he wins the argument. He lives in a beach community. And, uh, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. Well, this guy. This guy sounds like he ought to run for office <laughs> with the way this country is now. This guy has everything you need to be a successful politician in this country. And I'll tell you what, your instincts are spot on because Tito Ortiz is now on the city council in Huntington Beach. And not only that, he is the mayor pro tem of Huntington Beach, which means if if anything were to happen to the mayor, Tito Ortiz would become the mayor of Huntington Beach because of vote totals and whatever the fuck else. I don't I don't know. It's arcane voting laws, whatever. He became the second in command in Huntington Beach just in November. He won this election and uh, he is and just an awful, awful person. He is he is constantly when I say dumb, I can't express it enough. Like he keeps putting up. These video, these videos, he's first of all, he's on the city council and he refuses to wear a mask and it's the Huntington Beach, like city law and it's California. Law. You got to wear a mask. So he shows up with no mask defiant and they're like, you got to wear a mask. He's like, oh, I, you know what? It's my first amendment right not to wear a mask. 
clearly it is not. Clearly, you have no understanding of the amendments, you dummy. You know what I mean? It's one of those dudes who thinks that, like, the Constitution allows him to not wear a mask. All that, you know, the fucking morons, you know, those those stupid people out there who are just like, my body, my choice over a mask. Like, it's he's one of those ass fucks, and he might be the king of those ass fucks. And he sh- so he shows up, and there's clips of the city council meetings where he's sitting there without a mask and everybody else is wearing one and there's some nebbish politician next to him. It's it's just this tiny guy. You know, Tito's next to him. It looks like fucking Tennessee Tuxedo and Chumley because Tito Ortiz is three times the size of this cat and, uh, and he's just as dumb as Chumley and the politician is just like, we'd better wear masks to keep everybody safe. And he's like, gee, I'm not wearing the mask. He's like a fucking moron. And he, he does that thing where he, he does like an otter trick from Animal House where he's like, a point of parliamentary procedure if you look at the city charter of Huntington Beach, all that. The, the most dangerous assholes are the guys that you give them a little bit of knowledge and then they then think they know everything there is to know about the fucking city council or the charter or whatever. Or they, the guys who think that because they won an election... They have a mandate of some kind to just do whatever the fuck they want. And that's who this dude is. So he went to a couple of city council meetings without a mask. And then they're and they're trying to censure him and make him. And he's like, oh, whatever. I refuse. And finally, then they wouldn't allow him into the third one. But now he's found a new place because he goes out to businesses. And look, in California, there's plenty of businesses you can go into now without a mask. I wish it wasn't true. But there are some smaller businesses who have felt that, you know what, we can't deny people the opportunity to come in and spend money because we will absolutely go under, particularly in these beach towns, these small shops, maybe a restaurant, whatever. Um, they they make their choice. You know what I mean? And I, I would say, look, it's only probably about 20 percent of places that do that. Uh, and it's also there are businesses that all they all require masks. But if you come in without a mask. The, the, the 18 year old kid behind the door is not going to go. I can't sell you a mango tango. Uh, if you, if you don't wear a mask, you know what I mean? They, they don't wish to have the fight. Nobody wants to get pummeled by a, by a gang of fucking white neck beards over the fact that they won't be able to buy a Jamba juice. Cause they're not wearing a fucking mask. And so a lot of times people just kind of, and I don't blame them. I, I look, As I've told you, I've been in stores and very rarely by me are people not wearing masks in stores. It's happened, though, where guys will pull it down under their chin to talk on the phone while they're walking. And I've considered going up to them and going, what the fuck are you doing? But I mean, or even excuse me, you need to wear a mask, even in a polite way, just to go, God, stop. But at the same time, as I've said, nobody in this country ever just fucking goes, okay, you know what? You're right, man. Sorry about that. Uh, inevitably, everybody turns in, uh, you know what? Uh, Benedict Arnold didn't turn coat this country and get defeated by the Redcoats in order for me to have to listen to you and you in the cereal aisle. Shut the fuck up, you idiots. All of you are idiots. But... So, so Tito now, the adventures of Tito Ortiz, and that's what I want to call them, the adventures of Tito Ortiz. He goes to businesses and, uh, and they refuse to serve him. So then he goes outside and he videotapes him. He, he does a phone, you know, cause everybody's got a camera now and everybody thinks that they're a fucking personality. So he takes the phone and he's just like, ah, TK burger used to come here every Sunday. Uh, loved it, you know, but, uh, just got in there and was told that I had to wear a mask. And, uh, you know, first time I was ever denied service for not wearing a mask. So, uh, 
you know, I, I'm out here now telling you, you know, TK Burger, you blew it. You know, you lost my business and you lost the business of Huntington Beach. Out. <laughs> and then stops the video. And and I guess there are people out there who would side with him. This this fucking gorilla who, who has spent his entire life punching people in the head that he's the one who's right and smart about medicine and disease and prevention. I mean, I guess that dude knows something about animal proteins. I, I don't know. I mean, who listens to that dude? His name's fucking Tito for Christ's sakes. He should, he should be riding with El Wapo trying to shoot Martin Short in the ass. But instead, he's now a city councilman and the mayor pro tem of a major city in California because enough fuckheads saw his name on the ballot when I recognized that guy, duh, chunk, chunk. And now he's filming himself outside of burger stands upset that he can't wear a fucking mask for like four minutes to order a hamburger. Jesus, fuck. And again, look. I am trying to make this as funny as I can, all right? Because I recognize that all we talk about now is the fucking germ and the masks and the bullshit and the fucking world. And and I'm, and that's that's one of the reasons why I sit in my dark house every week going, what are you going to talk about this week? What the fuck are you possibly... Because how can you say the same thing a different way again? And I try. I'm doing the best I can for you fucking guys. And I hope it's okay. But at the same time, in my brain, I go, it's not okay, man. People are going to fucking hate this. They're going to fucking bail on you. That's the goddamn... And then I... petrified and then i sit and i stare under four blankets <laughs> what an idiot so tito does and he, he had a benefit he did a benefit for a benefit for like a school or something or he, and he brought groceries and some dude you know and look this is another idiot on the beach who confronts tito and he's asking tito about masks and germs and the and tito starts yelling at him to back up and then tito you know approaches him really angrily and the guy backs up and goes, what, bro? I'm just asking questions, bro. Uh, you know, and you're just like, boy, wouldn't it be great if these two just killed each other? That would be the best. If this idiot was filming Tito and Tito murdered him and then it was on tape. So then that guy was gone. He was dead. And then Tito went to jail for killing him. Just, just get these guys off the fucking street. And then, and it's, and I don't, I, I'm not, like I said, there are people who they they just think that everything's okay, and that's and that's fine, I suppose. I can't. It's not fine. It's not fine. I'm trying. I. I don't. I can't both sides this. I I rec- look. I recognize the world's falling apart. I do. This country, anyway. Uh, the rest of the I, look. I can't look. You people, you fans of mine in Australia, and you listeners in fucking England and Ireland and whatever. I can't concern myself with your situation because I'm trapped here. I'm I'm like Rorschach, man. You know, I'm not trapped in here with these people. These people are trapped in here with me. And that's a lie because I'm trapped in here with these people. Jesus. So I'm not like Rorschach at all. Why would I bring that up? Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I just wind up talking about it because it's just, it's the prevailing, it's the prevailing fucking overhang of our entire goddamn life at this point. And that's what I'm saying is there are real people who go, they'll go to a party because there are the idiot anti-mask fuckheads who are like, whatever, like Tito, that fuckhead. But then there are real people who are like, well, it'll be okay if I just go to a backyard party with my friends. Like I went, I went this summer, full disclosure, I went to my friend Pat's house for movie Mondays and we sat in the yard, but we were fucking nine feet away from one another. Uh, I, I, the first couple meetings, we wore masks. Um, but then I, you know, I felt safe enough and he did too. I didn't hug him when I showed up. I walked, I, you know, he, he stayed away from me. We walked in, 
Pat, you know, Pat's still, he's still cleaning all of his groceries with bleach. Pat has only been to the grocery store like three times since last April. He orders everything from Amazon Fresh. He and his wife and, and uh, his daughter Rita, they, they wipe everything off and put it away. They're extremely cautious. So I told him, I go, if you need me to wear a mask while we're watching the movies, I'm happy to do it, whatever you need me to do. And he's like, no, that's cool. The first couple weeks I did. And then when I'd get nine feet you know, away from him, I'd take my mask off. Uh, and I've recorded podcasts over there. I've worn a mask to go in and then I record it. Cause again, nine feet, we're always a far away. He has a tape measure. I'm not even kidding. And, and I respect that. That's the way it should be. So again, full disclosure, I have gone and done things. I've gone to movie Monday on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I went to my family's house Christmas. I wore a mask because my niece had a cold the week before that. And just in case I wore a fucking mask. Uh, I didn't wear it for dinner, but I wore a mask when I was there hanging out, watching football, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so again, full disclosure, I have gone and done things and I've worn a mask or brought a mask and asked if it was appropriate, if they wanted me to do it. And, and but we always maintain distance. I didn't, I didn't hug my nieces on Thanksgiving or Christmas. You know, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm doing I'm, I'm not a psychopath about it, but I'm doing what I think I need to do to keep myself and others safe as, as you all are. And I'm sure a lot of you are, a lot of you are upset. And, and I will say this, you have a right to be upset and I don't think you have a right to be upset at other people. That's the thing is that that's who you wind up turning your wrath on is if someone tells you to put a mask on and then you're mad at that fucking guy. And, uh, and there are people who are like, well, I can't earn a living. Why can't I open my business? Why can't I do Well, be mad at the government, which should have given you money to clothes and stay afloat. There should be bailout money for fucking restaurants and, and grocery stores. Like I said about the kid at the fucking TK burger or Jamba juice. These, these people aren't the first line of fucking defense. At least they shouldn't be, but they're in there and they have to deal with people all the fucking time. Do you see that there was a, a video? There's always a video. Jesus, I should stop saying there's a video because there's always a fucking video. There's some woman who's in Starbucks refusing to leave. No mask. Same deal. First Amendment bullshit, you know, is against the law. And there's a cop and he's trying to get her out of there. The cops wearing a mask, clearly. And the cop is uh, he's got his hand on her wrist and she's like, don't touch me. Don't you can't touch me. Oh, my gosh, you can't touch me. She's an older lady. And uh and he spends a good minute, 90 seconds, maybe negotiating. Look, you got to go. We got to look, ma'am, ma'am. I'm asking you, ma'am. Then her purse is over her, her elbow, like the crook of her elbow. And so he, he goes to grab it and pull that. And she's, oh my God, now you're stealing from me. You're stealing from me. You're trying to kidnap me and you're stealing my purse. Oh my, he's, did you get this on tape? He's stealing like these, these people who, who they're all don't tread on me. But the second that anybody even challenges them in any way, they capitulate and fold. And the thing is, you know, like if it was real people yelling at her, she'd be yelling for a cop. But because it's cops trying to get her out, she's just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so oppressive. I can't believe you're eh, whatever the fuck. And, uh, and then, but I will say this, this is, and I noticed this and I didn't see this angle talked about, at least from, from what I saw, uh, the cop who was trying to get her out of the Starbucks, and it's funny, all around the Starbucks, everybody else is wearing a mask. People that work there, everybody. The guy who's trying to get her out, it's the cop is, uh, he's black. And so she won't stand up. She won't go. She won't do anything. She's fighting. She's being a, just a fucking cunt. And she's and then a white cop comes in and he goes, "What's are we, are we doing this? What, what's going on? And when the white cop comes in, she stands up. And then they lead her out. And I'm like, and I... 
I'm hesitant to say this because it, the, the guy looked like a, he looked black to me because it, uh, the lighting, whatever, it could be a bad iPhone video, but I'm pretty sure he was a black cop and she wouldn't listen to him and she wouldn't do anything he said. And then when the white cop came in, she stood up and was able to be let outside. But then she resisted arrest outside and they're like, listen, and she wouldn't, and she kept fighting and she wouldn't. And then finally they cuffed her. And then of course she screams as if she's being murdered in an abattoir. You know what I mean? She's just like, Oh, they're throwing me into a fucking blade spin. No, no, they're not They're there. If you would just relax and shut the fuck up and do what you're told or, or better yet, wear a fucking mask. Like most grownups, then this shit wouldn't have happened to you. Uh, but th- do you think the Starbucks employees, and I've said this on other shows and I know I'm just repeating it and I don't mean to, but it's because I'm endlessly gobsmacked by the fact that we have turned employees of businesses like grocery stores and restaurants. Not only have we made them essential workers, but we've also made them the first line of defense against anti-science fuckheads and made them risk their lives to get fucking matcha tea for fucking privileged cunts. I mean, why go just, you don't get to. And the, and the worst part is there are people who side with the privileged cunts who won't wear a fucking mask. And then they get mad at the employees who, t- who, who literally, they don't make the rules. They don't make the laws. They're just trying to earn money for their fucking families and do what they can. And they're just obeying the fucking rules and laws of the fucking state. And they're just, and that's, they're just trying to fucking get along. All of us are just trying to get along. And when you cause a scene or you show up in somebody's place of business or you get in somebody's fucking face, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I bring it up because again, look, we talk about this all the fucking time because it is, unfortunately, it is the, it is the theme. It is right now the, the, it hovers all of, over all of us. It, 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 our, our lives are colored by this and the choices people make. And if anything, it shows you that you can have no faith that if a true national fucking emergency, because look, this is a national emergency. I don't want to, I don't want to belittle this, but it's not Captain Tripp's bad yet where people are dying in a fucking day and a half and more people are dying young and old. You know what I mean? But there are people dying. It is absolutely a national emergency. But what I'm talking about is like a war or, uh, or an invasion or these, you know, these kinds of things, anything that the, the entire country needs to rally around. Do you have faith in anybody rallying together as Americans to go, oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll repel this horde or we will fight this challenge together or we will make this work. Is there, is there anyone among us who, who thinks that a Rosie, the riveter is going to make housewives go and make fucking shields and bullets for anybody who's got to go ahead and fight a war or, or keep out invasions or the Huns or the Mongol hordes, whoever the fuck decides that we're at our weakest point, we need to be fucking exploited. No, fuck. No, we, we are, we are a a splinter faction of people who only want to do what's best for them. And I look, man, I'm not saying I'm, I'm fucking general Patton. No, I'm hiding in my fucking house. I do a podcast every fucking week and I'm I'm putting it out days later, days later than it should. It used to be a Thursday show. Then it became a Monday show. Now it's a Tuesday fucking show now. And that won't, that won't stand. And I keep saying that to you, but then, then the darkness comes, man. And I'm on the couch and I'm like, all right, well, there's a microphone. Look at it. It's over there. Hey, it's not going to talk to itself. Show's not going to do itself. Motherfucker. Get over there and fucking talk. 
And I, and again, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for you to go, Oh boy, that is really hard. Cause again, I know people out there who are delivering pizzas in the fucking German fested air. I know people that are working hard. Our buddy David's on the line. I think in, in, in Detroit, I think he's back at work. I don't know, man. I know a lot of you are out there and some of you are working at home and, but some of you are at home schooling kids. And some of you, like our, our, our friend Tracy is teaching class virtually. You know what I mean? I can't imagine trying to zoom teach kids. It's just Everyone out there, I recognize and respect the challenges that you've been through. I don't mean to sit here and be like, well, you don't understand. No, you completely understand because this is my job. And and it's, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to put my head down and, and do my fucking job. Sometimes I, I am just I feel like there's a thing called the Oklahoma drill in football. And uh, it was it was one of the most vicious drills in football. And it just wound up with guys getting their fucking brains beat in. And uh, and I am doing the Oklahoma drill every single week. And uh, but I'm the one doing all the brain beating as well as the one trying to survive the drill. It's a crazy thing. I wish I could describe it better to you, but it's just it's you know this, you know, you're in your own way and you're trying to maneuver and you keep stepping on your dick. And it's like, what the fuck? Do this. Just fucking do it. You know, I used to, Mex used to, it used to piss me off too. Cause he'd just be like, fucking talk. You talk. It's what you do. And I'm like, yes, you're right. And once I'm done talking and go, whoo, all right, I got through another one. That's great. Uh, and then you, the, then the darkness comes and you go, oh man, I got to do this again in a week. And it's got to be better. It's got to be something people love. It's got to be people, you know, pe- or I'm going to lose everybody. And I'm gonna, cause if I look, if I lose everybody during a goddamn fucking germ fest, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So I, and then that that pressure comes up where I go, what if, what if you lose everybody through during this? Because you're not getting back in the car. So what the fuck are you going to do at 53? You know what I mean? You're going to have to go. You know what? You have to go to Starbucks or TK Burger and work there and fight Tito Ortiz, which, you know, as long as he films it, I wouldn't mind. I'll take a beating from Tito Ortiz and I would take a beating. Please don't kid yourself. I'm not trying to say like, I'd welcome the opportunity for combat with that. No, no, that guy would fucking murder me. He would do, he would shovel my me into the fucking ground six feet fucking under. It wouldn't even be funny. So don't pretend like I'm thinking I'm tough and I can handle it. Now are you kidding me? I would get fucking abused, especially now, you know, at 53 and fat after a fucking year of doing nothing, the year of standing still where I just fucking, again, my arms are in perfect shape, throwing in the towel with one jerking off at the other. Ha <laughs> ha. You want a piece of me? But I don't think I could deadlift my weight at this point. I have to, you know, I'm going to put my hands on the desk to stand up. It's fucking terrible. The atrophy, the the failure. And uh, and I, it's funny. I reach out to my buddy, John, my trainer, and I'm like, hey, man, when are you heading back to work? And he's just kind of like, never. You know what I mean? Why? The gyms are never going to open again. So now I've got to, because then, look, man, I'm telling you how hard it is for me to sit down at a microphone and talk to you guys. Imagine how hard it is for me to go out to the park and run around and do prison lifting with fucking milk cartons filled with gravel or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Or just people are like, you should zoom a yoga or zoom a cardio class. And I'm like, yeah, I should. Right. Shouldn't I, shouldn't I do that? Shouldn't I stare at my fucking laptop and try to sweat in my own goddamn house? It just sounds so ludicrous. Everything just went to fucking hell. It spun off the goddamn planet. But so I, I, I recognize the challenges we all have and I recognize the frustrations and I recognize that people are you know trapped in their homes and having to find challenges to overcome virtually every single day. I mean, even even cooking for yourself can be a challenge or cooking for your family and then getting the supplies to cook and getting the deliveries and all, all of it, all of it. It's just our lives pivoted in a year and yet we've adjusted to a certain to a certain extent. 
But then we have it because there are people who are rebelling against it and are fucking shouting in closed spaces and not wearing masks and wanting to fight. And and if you work in a fucking grocery store or you work in a Starbucks or you work in a fucking restaurant or a takeaway joint, it's just it has to be miserable for you. I can't imagine you know, I, it's like it's like Uber is still running, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't dare. I, you know, cause I have to call them every week and say, hey, man, has anything changed and, and, and contact them and say, have you made any like to see if there's a way they can have they made any innovations that would make it any safer for me to get back in the fucking car? And they haven't. They're like, no decisions have been made, but you can get back in the car. It's safe. Just wear a mask. No, no. Fuck that, man. You know what I mean? I barely want to go to the grocery store to get supplies. Now I'm going to sit in a coffin with another person, a Toyota coffin and have them fucking vomit germs in my fucking ear. That's not happening. I mean, when I drove, when I drove Uber before people were fucking completely unhygienic assholes, how do you think they're going to fucking handle it now? So I, I can't do that. So I find myself at a, at a crossroads going, dude, what the fuck? What is going to happen here? And and we all are there. All of us are here. I'm not I'm not saying I'm special or different than any of you. All of us, I think every day at one point every day, just go. What's going to happen? Right. I mean, every day at, at one, it's not it's not a consuming. It, look, some days it can consume you the entire day, but some days it'll be fleeting where you you do something that you 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 used to always do and you just go I can't do this anymore. You know, you go check the mail and and someone's at the mailbox and you have to wait till they walk away so you can walk up and get your mail. Uh the these you know, I'm I'm watching it's funny I watch football. So I I have been watching games and and they let a few fans into the stands, but I've been seeing the reruns like this week Buffalo will be playing Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. The last time Buffalo was in the AFC Championship game was in 1993, I think, and they played Kansas City. So people have been showing highlights from that game and you're seeing 70,000 people fucking screaming and hugging and yelling and going crazy and you're like is that ever going to happen again? Will we ever be in a in a in a, in a situation, I mean, look, like I just said, I didn't even get to hug my nieces at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You guys are going through the same thing. You see relatives you can't touch, you know, and, and you just think, fuck, what am I going to do here? Even, or you haven't seen your parents or you haven't been able to go travel. You haven't done those things because you're trying to get through this. And then you see the people who don't give a fuck and they're doing those things and you're furious at them. And it's just this schism that will never repair itself. Because now the fucking virus is, is just multiplying and it's completely changing. I mean, we've got different variants here in California. The Great Britain variant has arrived. And I, I think they discovered another variant that I just read about. And, uh, and they don't know what to do. Doctors are becoming overwhelmed. They're being screwed. And, and the whole point of me telling you this in the beginning, the reason I got into this fucking rant is, uh, you know, I said my whole fucking nose is full of pool chalk and I didn't know why it's so dry. It's fucking dry. And we've had really hot weather here this week. It was 88, uh, 86, you know, and, and I and I, you know, a couple days I did. I opened the door. I went outside. I walked to get the mail. I took a lap around the pool. Uh, I soaked it in for two minutes. But then there and then I hid in the house. I just like, fuck it, because, you know, you're you become sedentary. You become used to being inside. It's like I have a fucking geranium. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't possibly expose to the elements. So I just, I sit in like I'm a tiny reed who the, the slightest breeze will break. And it's weird. I've never felt fragile. I've never felt fragile in my life. I've always said I'm unkillable, but this thing where you, you, this, I mean, cause again, it's an unseen enemy that could fucking kill you. It could kill you and it could kill me. Cause again, I know, yes, only 2% die, whatever the fuck I get all that, but you got to understand I'm, I'm wheelhouse in that 2%. I'm an old fat guy with no insurance. I mean, I'm ready to die at this fucking point. So I'm just, I, 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 
have to do what I can to stay as cautious as I can. And I hate feeling like that. I mean, I told you wearing slippers makes me feel like a pussy. How do you think I feel not being able to go out to a fucking store or a restaurant or an airport or any of those fucking things? Like it just this, this brief moment where you take stock in what's important and what isn't, Hey man, do I really want an egg roll? Because I mean, I could die and I know you're like, Oh, that's over exaggerating. Yeah, maybe until somebody, you know, dies getting an egg roll. And also with this variant happening and things changing all the fucking time, who the fuck knows, man, who the fuck knows? And believe me, I am bored to fucking tears talking to you about this. Not bored. I mean, I look, I try to do as, I try to make it as entertaining as possible because there is funny in it to me as well. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I used to talk, as I've said before, I used to talk about how much I loved chaos. I talked about it all the time, but now chaos has arrived and I'm like, ah, man, fucking chaos. You know what? Chaos. I used to like you. You used to be my pal when you were other places. I enjoyed watching it. I don't mind being in the middle of it. Sometimes I've been in the middle of like, you know, fucking brawls and huge gang fights and, uh, you know, parties where people smash windows and shit that that's fun. Chaos, this kind of chaos with actual fucking consequences. Chaos. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Quite frankly, uh, stay out of my life. Chaos. What the fuck? Take a powder like the powder in my fucking nose. And in my fucking lungs, it's just, it's, I mean, you can hear when I talk my nose for some reason, it's just, it's just, I wound up sniffling even the, and for no reason. What the fuck? I'm not sick. There's nothing going on. I don't know. And people are like, well, it could be from being inside. Yeah, you're right. No vitamin D, whatever the fuck. I don't know. But here's the thing. This is the reason I got into this whole fucking rant is because there are, there are people who try to look for the bright side. There are people who are trying to go, well, you know what? The vaccine is out there. And, and it's getting to people and that's good. I, I hope you should right now, anybody 65 or older should get that fucking vaccine immediately and, and frontline workers and fucking uh, hospital people, medical professionals, get them vaccinated, get people, all the retail people should get that fucking thing. Everybody, anybody who has, who has to be involved in, in anything to do with the public needs to be vaccinated. But then you read these stories where they're like, we've got a hundred million vaccinations ready to go out the door. And then you're like, well, we've got 10,000 people vaccinated and we're waiting on the government to release more vaccines. And then, uh, you know, the government isn't doing anything these fucking days except planning a goddamn military tribunal for whoever the fuck jumped through the Capitol window. So these fuckheads aren't doing it. There's no response. You're trying to figure out how the fuck it's going to work. And they, you know, just because there's a vaccine doesn't mean it's everything's over. You thought it would. There was this thing where that was a, a cool finish line. Because, again, we initially thought the vaccine might take two years because it takes that long to develop a vaccine. Well, now we got like four different kinds of the vaccine. Dude, they've got fucking Coke, Cherry Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero and Sprite. But they can't fucking distribute it to anybody. They can't get it out the fucking door. You need a fridge that's cold enough to go ahead and keep it cold or else it spoils. Then you got pharmacists who are fucking destroying vaccines because for some reason they think Bill Gates is involved because they're fucking bananas because QAnon is going to destroy the fucking world. It's going to eat us alive from the inside fucking out. And they just they refuse to let people get better. Jesus, fuck, man. But it's it's. Just when you think there's some signposts, just when you think there's, you're like, oh, you know what? This is a milestone. There's a vaccine, but then they can't get it to anybody. You know, I, it's like this. If you said you can't get it to anybody, that's fine. But like to tell people where to go to get it. People will pilgrimage across the fucking country like the stand. They'll go get it. They don't give a fuck. Where is it? Vegas? You, you know, why not reopen Vegas at the same time you're giving vaccines to everybody? Everybody gets a fucking free pull on a slot machine and the vaccine. It's the same fucking thing. Why not? 
You might get three sevens. You might be healthy for another 10 years. Who the fuck knows, man? But step right up, step right the fuck up. Let's get it done. But they can't and they won't because there are layers and layers and layers of law degrees and suits between the vaccine and real fucking people. There are layers and layers. You ever see what, you know what a crepe cake is? A crepe cake is a cake, but it's made out of like fucking 200 crepes stacked on one another with frosting in between. That's, that's what's between us. You know, the, the vaccines on top of the crepe cake and, and the people are at the bottom and it's somehow got to fight through 200 fucking layers to get to real people who need to be medicated or inoculated to stay the fuck alive. I don't know why they make it so fucking hard. I don't, you know, look at it this way. Here, here's, here it is. Uh, the vaccine is the warriors and, and all of us are in Coney Island waiting for them to return home. And they've got to bop their way through against the fucking Lizzie's and the orphans and the fucking Turnbull ACs and the riffs are looking for them. And, and, and we're just waiting and hoping we're fucking waiting and hoping for them to bop their way home. And it's not fucking happening because gangs keep getting thrown in their fucking way, whether there's a fire on the fucking train or they get separated at the fucking by the cops. Who the fuck knows? Jesus fuck, man. And it's only getting worse while we're waiting. You know, this vaccine and I'm, I'm not, believe me, I am not fucking Robert science. All right. We, we know this. I'm a fucking comedian, but everything I've read about the vaccine, they're like, okay, it's ready to go. And there's two jabs and it's, you got to have you know weeks apart and this is a good thing. And, but also the, the disease is fucking it's, there's a variant already and it's, it's metamorphosizing while we're waiting. So what if this vaccine doesn't clip the new variants wings? What if, what if by the time people get vaccinated, then it's, it's mutated in a way where it's completely wiping people out anyway. It's something completely different. They need a vaccine for that. I think this new variant thing is that this is when I first started. Cause look, you're usually told there's a problem. All right, man, we're all getting sick. There's this new germ. We need to fix it. So let's invent a medicine, which sounds fucking ridiculous because I mean how I've grown up in a world where there's just medicine. Nobody invented a medicine. There was never any sort of fucking, hey, man, look at me. Look, I'm, I invented medicine. What the fuck are you talking about? There's medicine in my medicine cabinet. So much so that they've named a cabinet after it. Medicine. That's where you keep your medicine. Aha. But I've invented a new medicine that we needed. What? Um, I've never needed a new medicine. You know what I mean? It's never been a thing where I've been like, Jesus Christ, I hope somebody invents a medicine soon. Well, now... We're in a position where we need to invent a medicine and then they invent the medicine. You're like, all right, then we're told over and over and you know, because we, we, we were told just there's, there's a germ. We have to invent a medicine to fix it. So that seems like a problem. That's like, all right, let's do it. That's simple. That's two plus two equals four. Uh, but unfortunately as, as you're inventing one of the twos, which is the medicine to make four, the other two is turning into an eight or a seven or a 19 or a 20 or a 41. And then you try to work and fucking invent something to turn, turn that and, and you you can't fight it. It's just, it's just constantly changing and you're trying to figure out why or what or who or what to do. And, and then also people aren't behaving the way they should. And people aren't, they're not helping you because they, they're so scared of the possibility. Cause look, let's, let's be honest at the root of these people without the masks, they're just scared. You know, people are there. You can say people are just assholes and they might be, but also people are just fucking terrified because they've never been told what to do or had to make a sacrifice in their fucking life. And now that they're told they have to sacrifice, because also that's another thing. 
you know, we've been told like in Nazi Germany, one of the way it made one of the ways it was made easier to to unfortunately go after the Jews was they were portrayed as insects or rats. There was an invasion. And so it's easier for fellow citizens to look down on other citizens if you portray them with those words. And that's why this year when they were talking about the caravans from Mexico, they're skittering over the border like roaches, the Guatemalan invasion. And and so there are citizens here who don't feel they need to sacrifice to help the roaches or the other people. You know, that's why you'll see people saying uh, in California, they're like, how come illegals can get the vaccine? Because they're humans. Yeah, but I, I don't understand why you would give illegals the vaccine. They're not even supposed to be here. Well, all right. So when you hear that, you know what that makes me wish? It makes me wish Mexico invented the vaccine first and just kept it. And then people are like, well, Mexico has to share it. They have to share it with the world. No, no, they don't. You thought they were roaches and shitheads. What the fuck? You don't you don't need to fucking get these people on board, right? Don't you hate them? Well, I don't understand why they wouldn't just go ahead and share it. Well, then share it with them. Share it with people that are here because people are people. So why should it be? That you and they would get along so awfully. Take care of people. Illegal, not illegal. No, they're humans, man. As I've talked before, borders are fucked. You can be proud of being a Canadian. You can be proud of being from New Zealand. You're you're a proud uh, Japanese citizen. Those are great. But if, if you're in Japan and an American falls down in front of you and he needs help, are you just going to go, nah, it's fucking American, no thanks? Of course not. But unfortunately, in America, if a Japanese guy fell down and was sick, you'd get some, there would be some percentage of people. And there might be some percentage of Japan, too. Don't fucking, not trying to make it the land of fucking cotton candy. But here in America, there are some percentage of people who'd be like, oh, he deserves it. He's from China. He deserves it. And you'd be like, well, he's Japanese. Doesn't matter, man. Fucking, who cares? They, they ate a bat, whatever the fuck. You know, there's just these callous fucks who are, who are willing to just dismiss everybody. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing to live in a place where you don't understand that human beings need to be cared for and taken care of and, and helped, you know? So now these people who don't wear masks are fucking it up. And then the fucking, not only that is the vaccine is, is being distributed poorly. And then the fucking virus is mutating. You know, I've spent the past almost a year now thinking, all right, well, fuck, they got to get a vaccine. And when they do that, we'll get back to normal. We'll go to concerts. I'll get to go to movies. You know, I, I genuinely anticipated there being a finish line for this. Um, I don't anymore. I don't. I, I, it's, it's, I've come around to the last month thinking that, there, that this is just here. And, and again, I ain't trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to be like, you got to think like me. I hope you have more optimism than I do. Uh, there are people, but, but here's the difference though. There are people who feel like that, but then they feel, well, we're all going to get it anyway. So let's just live our lives. No, I, I, I haven't tipped the scales that awkwardly just yet. I feel that this is going to be part of our lives for a very long time, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do what we can to try to prevent that and hope that somehow they can fix it. That's a big difference. You know, I'm willing to live safely in pursuit of a goal of having this eradicated, but I also don't have a lot of confidence in this ever being eradicated. Whereas other people don't think it's going anywhere. So they go, well, fuck it. Then why do I care? And then they go and have a fucking hamburger in a yard with somebody and four of their kids die on a slip and slide two days later. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say to that. 
And it's just, it's just borne out that people are selfish and people are going to think of themselves. And I'm not saying everybody, you know, I don't, I couldn't put percentages on it because the majority of people I see wear masks. The majority of people I hear from and see are, are taking this completely seriously. And I know people who've lived through it. I had a buddy who just had it and he's fine. You know, it, it was, he was fucked up for four or five days and he's still sore and his se- sense of smell still hasn't come back. So that's, that's the shit you got to worry about. And also I'm reading about, you know, there's a young basketball player. He was a star at Florida state and now his lungs are fucked up forever because of it. And he probably lost his career. You know, that's the thing is, is people look at the raw death totals and go, Oh man, only like 99% of the people survive this. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, even if 1% dies, we get to the number we're at now, which is 400,000. But also man, if, if, what if, what if 10% wind up with uh, these, these, conditions that that take away a normal life from them you know the blood clots and fucked up lungs and and you know no sense of smell how would you even that even that all right blood clots will kill you fucked up lungs breathing problems all that shit fucking uh, uh, aneurysms but dude imagine if you just you couldn't taste anything the rest of your life that you'd go mad you'd go fucking insane i i know i would you know because again I've, I've lost movies. I've lost live sports. Uh, and now you're going to take food away from me. That's like, that's my last fucking drug. Take a look at me, take a look at me from January of or February of last year to now. And look at how much I like food. As I said, I've climbed into a fucking noodle grave. You know, I mean, I fucking, I'm in a carbohydrate coffin and I've lived there, man, for a year. Uh, the one solace I found because there's no pussy uh, is, is food. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, and now, and then that goes away. You're just, all of a sudden you're just like, what the fuck, man? Now you're just in Johnny got your gun or whatever the fuck. And you're going S O S S O S help me. And just want to die. Kill me. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, and I'm, I know I'm babbling and I'm talking in circles. And again, it's that same fucking thing that I wind up talking about all the goddamn time. And I don't mean to be that guy, but the reason I brought it up is because like I said, people are, uh, are just being selfish. They just are. We know this and we've, we've known this for a year and I've, how many shows have I done exclusively about it? And I don't relish that, but there was every week. There's a statistic that makes me go, what the fuck? Virtually every week. There's something, even when I think I can ignore it, when I just go, eh, it's part of our lives now and hopefully they can fix it. And the, the vaccines home stretch, all that shit. But then you'll read something. You'll be like, what the fuck? And, uh, and that came for me this week. You know, like I said, I'm having uh, real dry mouth and real dry nose. And I mean, I drink a ton of water. It's not even about staying hydrated. Uh, I, I got to drink fucking five or six liters of water a day. I mean, I, I just I'm constantly drinking water. So it's it's nothing to do with that. Um, and I'm so I'm looking for reasons. Is it just the dry weather? Is it the fact that we didn't really get uh, we don't you know, it's always dry here, but but I've never had. Uh, and, and when the Santa Ana's come, which is in the, in the, you know, February, January of every year, uh, it becomes fire season. It gets dry. I recognize all that, but it seemed like more this year. It seems like I, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly, uh, I have to pinch my nose and rub it cause it, it just feels like it's, it's filled with aquarium rocks half the fucking time. So I'm like, Jesus fucking, what the fuck is going on? And then I see this story in the fucking paper 
by the way, I don't read a paper. I mean, on online, whatever the fuck. On the, it was in the L.A. Times, so that's the paper, but I read it online. Jesus, the paper. You know me. I spend a lot of my time at home reading the newspaper because I've decided that uh, if the plague has come back, then I'm just going to use old-timey ways of communication. By the way, this podcast will come out on a landline next week, so please email me your phone number, and I'll call all of you on a speaker. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Um, just me with a Jew's heart. Uh, this is a story that came out this week, and uh, this this will tell you about where I live. You know, I've 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 harped on it over the past month. Uh, Los Angeles is now the epicenter of the disease. We we Los Angeles County is now literally the ground zero where we are the worst in the world. In the world, not in the not in America. We are for percentages and and infection and all, we are the worst in the world. Los Angeles County has exploded. Thanksgiving didn't help. Christmas didn't help. And just general selfishness and warm weather hasn't helped where people are just like, no, man, I want to go out. I want to do stuff. And, you know, they open the bars here for a while, then they close them, then they open the restaurants and they close those. And it's, it's just, and then people are flying. It's just, it's, it's not everybody here, but there is a pretty good percentage of people who are just like, we're going to get this and who cares? Not thinking about what it does to hospitals, not thinking about what it does to emergency rooms. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned this last week or maybe the week before they're, they're treating patients in the gift shops in Los Angeles hospitals. They're stacking people like cordwood. You know, they, they said that they said they had bodies and they were storing them in, in fro in refrigerated trucks that they had to import. And, uh, and all of those are terrible things. You know, you hear that and you just go, Jesus Christ, but also it doesn't really affect you unless you're sick or you have a loved one who gets it. You're like, if I stay safe and I avoid the hospitals, this is fucked. I have a friend who's a medical professional. I hope she's safe. I check in on her. Uh, I hope Susan's doing good, but there are people who are dealing with this and they get the fucking, you know, they're wearing their masks 12, 14 hours a day. The lines are embedded in their fucking face. It's just, these people are exhausted, exhausted. Not to mention they're all at fucking risk. You know, I just, I, I've been talking to my brother, Andy, he's come back into my life and I'm very happy about that. He works in a hospital. And uh, Andy wears a full hazmat suit at work. I, that's not a joke. He wears. A, he said he was there the day they brought in the first patient for it. This is you know months ago or whatever. And uh, he said it was two. He said it looked like a movie. It was two paramedics in full fucking hazmat suits wheeling in a guy on a, on a gurney and yelling at everybody to get the fuck out of the way. And since then, he's now in a full hazmat suit at work all the time. He said there's COVID everywhere. You know, that's the whole he's just assuming it's everywhere he's at in his job because, you know, he doesn't he doesn't work in a fancy hospital. You know, he works in a in a certain hospital that helps poor people or people who don't have the means. So he says it's just a fucking nightmare. And I I, I can't imagine that. You know, I can't imagine what that is, what that's like. And then reading out here, like I said, they're, they're treating people in fucking gift shops. They have people in the lobbies. They have people they're they're They made, and it's all incremental. You hear these things and it's that thing with the frog in the boiling water. You know, he's sitting there and he's, he's like, whatever, well, it's getting warm, whatever the fuck, I don't care. And the next thing you know, you got frog fucking soup because he doesn't pay attention to the fact that he's boiling the fuck up. 
Well, that's with us. You know, incrementally we hear, well, you know, we don't have the ER space. And then you're like, well, we have no ER space. And they're like, well, we have no more ventilators. And they're like, well, we're treating people in the gift shops. And then it's, well, if you don't have COVID, don't come to the hospital. And then it's, hey, paramedics, if you go to a call and it's a heart attack, you have to make the call if that person's going to live or die on site because you can't bring them for treatment to the hospital. And then it's, hey, paramedics, we can't give you any oxygen because we need it for the hospitals, for the patients that we have. So if you run into anybody who even has fucking asthma, you can't give them oxygen and try to help them and that you could die from a fucking asthma attack because the paramedics aren't equipped to help you. That's the cascading effect of having so many people get this disease and wind up in the fucking hospital. The, the supplies run low, the fatigue of the staff, the staff dying, getting ill themselves, being unable to fucking function 16 hours a fucking day, working, 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 and then just dropping on the fucking line. And you'll have then people who go out to a hospital, they'll take a photo of an empty parking lot and go, huh, well, I guess it's not that big a deal. I guess it's not that bad because everybody wants to try to disprove facts. Everybody wants to act like it's not bad, like we're being controlled in some fucking way. And they're just harming themselves and others. And eventually somebody they know or love is going to get fucking impacted by this. And then they're going to what dismiss it or go, who cares? Are they going to be like the QAnon fuckheads who don't talk to their families anymore because nobody believes the storm is coming? I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. And again, I'm a fucking comedian. What the fuck do I know? But it's incremental. We hear these these things are sort of happening and might be happening and don't, oh, this is, this is happening and guys are sick and we don't have a place to put the bodies and we got bodies in the refrigerator. Then we've got to get refrigerated trucks and put the bodies out there. And it's, it's very difficult and mortuaries aren't allowing services because you can't see the body because we don't know after the fucking fact, if there's anything left in the body that people can get sick from. And we're still learning about this disease and people don't give a fuck. People still want bratwurst. People still want to go to the fucking mall. And fine. I mean, I, I, I told you before, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's just like, all right, we'll go die. I don't know. Go fucking die. But then, like I said, these facts come out and you hear them and they, and, and, and you're the frog and it's getting warmer and you're not reacting and you're getting warmer and you're like, I don't get it. And you're getting warmer and going, well, it doesn't make sense. And it's getting warmer and you're just like, fuck. And then, and it's always something, like I said, what, the gift shops one for me. That was a milestone. That was one where I was like, holy fuck. And then when they told paramedics, ambulance drivers, they get to, they have to decide whether the person can, will die on site. So now that that's, that's your Starbucks employee to the nth degree. The Starbucks employee is putting himself at risk and then ass fucks come in without a mask and you go, look, man, I just want to sell you fucking a, a latte. I don't want to die doing it. Put on a mask. Well, now the paramedic in an almost reversal of that decision, he, he has to go out and risk his life, but also he then has to decide who lives or dies. And I mean, you know, some of these paramedics, they, I don't, I'm sure they just got in it. Cause they're like, yeah, cool. I just want to drive an ambulance. You know what I mean? I don't, they, they want to help people certainly, but they didn't want to be the front line of deciding who lives or nobody wants to play God in an ambulance. Or maybe that's what they do want to do. I don't know. I don't drive a fucking ambulance. Maybe there's some ambulance guy out there who's like, fucking finally, you're dying, baby. <laughs> God damn, it's about time you trusted me with this decision. And everywhere he goes, he's like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Who's dead? They're dead. 
There's some fucking guy who's excited about it. Fucking <laughs> Johnny Ambulance Seed just driving around, passing out death to everybody. Good for you, bud. <laughs> nice job. So you hear these facts and they fucking put you on your heels and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's real and what isn't. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe, uh, you know, uh, even though you believe it all clearly, but you're still gobsmacked by it. You're still shocked. And then, uh, like I said, the gift shops and then the paramedics. But here's the one that blew me away. Here's the one again. And, I, and I'm sure a new one will come next week. There will be a new fact that next week that makes me go, holy, what the fuck? But this is the one that uh, that knocked my dick in the dirt. Uh, I've mentioned that we have a smog problem in Los Angeles. You know, uh, the skies can be gray sometimes or, you know, we'll have beautiful sunsets that are orange, but it's because it's through smog, you know, and and, um, sometimes the air quality, you'll get warnings. I mean, this summer we had a lot of, you know, severe air quality warnings for people who are sensitive to air, whatever the fuck. I don't know who's sensitive to air, but people who are just, you know, that said for sensitive for certain groups, I don't know who those groups are. Uh, you know what? I actually know who those groups are. It's uh, Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> Ario Speedwagon and Starship are, are sensitive to certain air qu- conditions. I used to be lonely. Uh, so uh, I heard this this week and I, I just... You, you hear these facts and you take them in and you try to make sense of them the best you can. And look, it's hard to make sense a lot of what's going on in the world. It's hard to make sense of people who have surrendered their faculties to a cult and, and believe that people are raping babies and eating pituitary glands. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just fucked. So it, in an era when you, every day you hear shocking things, you think you are beyond shock. And, uh, in this disease, like I said, there's always these things that make you sit up and take notice and make you wonder why other people don't. And like I said, we have smog, we have conditions here in California that the air quality can be an issue. And then I saw this story in the Los Angeles times and it said, uh, that the air quality in Los Angeles is, has been worsening consistently over the past six months and especially over the past two months because the amount of cremations of people dying from COVID-19. And I I read it and it didn't register at first. And you read that and you're just like, well, all right, hold on. Am I reading this incorrectly? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Then you read the article and you find out that they, uh, you know, there's a limit on the amount of cremations they can do because it causes air pollution. It, 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 there's an actual, and I, cause I wouldn't have even thought about this, but there, there has always been a limit on the amount of cremations you can do daily or weekly or whatever, because it affects the air quality in California. And, uh, because they need to dispose of these bodies, they've actually made a change to the rules or the bylaws or whatever you want to call it to allow more cremations daily just to get rid of the bodies. Cause they have nowhere to fucking put them. And so they have stepped up cremation production in this state 
to get rid of bodies so they have room to put more bodies from all of the people who are dying of the disease that a lot of people in this state would try to convince you was a hoax. And that sounds like something out of a goddamn horror movie. It sounds like something from Night of the Living Dead. It sounds like something out of some dystopian future, some soylent green bullshit. And and I don't know what to say to people who try to still not wear a fucking mask when they're out in public. It doesn't make sense to me that you can hear something like that. You can hear literally the quality of life of where we live. And again, our quality of life has been impeded clearly by the germ. But the fact that you're even even every breath you take, because before it was again, and also every breath you take was already impeded because of the fucking masks. But now even worse, every breath you take, you're breathing in proof of the fact the disease you try to deny exists and is infinitely more dangerous than you give it credit for. Every breath you take in should taste like the sadness of families who didn't say goodbye. Maybe having your lungs coated with the ash and soot of the dead will be enough to convince you that you can't ignore this anymore. You can't shoot this fucking germ and make it go away, and you definitely can't ground and pound it into fucking submission. Wear a fucking mask. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, You can be following me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. What? Am I on TikTok? I am. I'm on TikTok at Mike40YOB. That's right. I'm there. Find me. I'm cool. (laughs) One of those things is not true, Uh, but I'll be there. Certainly. Uh, Did I say Facebook? Yeah. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You can follow me at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Jesus. Why am I repeating plugs? I I don't know. See, this this is the new Tuesday normal. When you do a show on Tuesday, you got to repeat the plugs. That's what I said. Uh, It's a lie, but that's what I said. Uh, All right. So that's all the places you can find me and get me. Thanks to Ryan, who does all the internet stuff, facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Uh, thanks to KC, who helps me on YouTube. I should contact him at some point and get the YouTube thing train rolling again. There have been things that have kept it from happening, but now they're, those things are tempered, perhaps. Uh, and, of course, our great friend David Max Hernandez. You know him. He's the king of the swing, not unlike Mark Knopfler with Dire Straits. Uh, he does great things for this show. He does the music. He does the artwork. You can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Be his friend, be his pal. See all the artwork he's done for us there in his photos and look at those and think to yourself, you know what? I want this guy to do artwork for me and he can do it and he will do it. Should he do it? I don't know. I don't want to tell him he should do anything, but if you've got the amount of cabbage that the man needs, if you've got the simoleons, if you've got the dead presidents, if you've got the, as the kids say, cheddar, if you've got the honey buns, this man can do whatever artwork you need him to do. Uh, so go ahead and find him facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. He does all this amazing art. He's also got a closed group. You can join. What's that? Yes. A closed group like a girl's group. No, like a closed group. It's called this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can follow that on Facebook and go ahead and join. Try to join it. He will send you some questions. You'll take that survey and then you'll jump right in and be like, yes, look at me. I'm staring at a sexy lima bean. This is, this is my destiny fulfilled. 
There used to be a chicken in a bikini, but he's poured all of his sex appeal into the goddamn lima bean now. There used to be a, a refrigerator who was angry at everybody. There used to be a, uh, an egg that looked like an atheist. All of those things still might exist. Uh, but I do know for sure that the lima bean is there because I see her quite a bit these days. So go ahead and check it out. At this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb on the Facebook page uh, of the same name. But first, you got to go to his Facebook page, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And uh, and then, like I said, you might want to have him do artwork for you. Well, you'll see the characters he's done for this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And then you'll think to yourself, well, does this guy do anything besides artwork? Uh, well, yeah, I just told you he does the music for me. And then you'll be like, does this guy do anything besides music? Well, let me tell you this, man. This dude has also crossed the Rubicon. He's also doing a podcast. What the fuck? You're goddamn right. Uh, this man does an amazing podcast called the Flem Cat Podcast. P-L- I almost fucked up the spelling. It's two words. Well, it's four words, really, the Flem Cat Podcast. But two of them are important. P-H-L-E-G-M, Cat, C-A-T, the Flem Cat Podcast, available on Spotify, available on Pandora, I think, available in the Apple podcast space, available in the iTunes store, available wherever you go and find podcasts, wherever you find the things that you love, you will find Max there because he's also now on the list of things that you love. Don't deny it. Don't try to deny the love you have for this sexy Latin Lothario because he's now a constant in your life and he demands your presence and your attention and you will give it. God damn it. Either through the group, this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb, or through the podcast. Download it, listen to it, know it, and love it. Uh, there's all sorts of characters and songs and amazing things that he talks about. Uh, he'll talk about family stuff. He'll he'll talk about. Look, I don't want to give it away. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy who holds your hand all the way through it. Because just my word should be enough, don't you think? Shouldn't I be the one who convinces you to go do it? And then you listen to it and you go, "This is surprising. I love it." Just like Mike said, I would. Yes, that's exactly what should happen. The Flemcat podcast is available right now, like I said, in the Apple podcast space, in the iTunes store, wherever you find the best podcasts that are in the world, Spotify, whatever the fuck, you will go ahead and find our great friend David Hernandez and his podcast lurking and waiting for you right now. So go ahead and dial it up. Find it right now. The Flemcat podcast uh, available all over the place. The This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb page on Facebook and also as I've mentioned, you can hire this guy to do artwork for you. What? Like what kind of artwork? Well, he can paint a painting for you. He can do a Facebook caricature for you out of watercolors. He can do oil paints. He's uh, he's quite frankly, the most talented person I've ever met in my life. Musically, artistically, he just does unbelievable things. And he's fucking funny as hell, which makes me very happy because he's a great friend. He's been in my life for 40 years. Hopefully going to be in my life for 40 more. And what I mean by that is when I die in 10, he will keep my body lying in state in his living room for 30 more long years. And he will go ahead and he'll greet you with a handshake. And when you come in and say a prayer over my dead body, he'll be like, yeah, that's that's right. Santa will find his name in the book in the middle of all the Shabadoos. You'll find Schmidt. Although it doesn't work. I guess it's S, it's just S.H. It's I'm S.C.H. Schmidt would not be winding up with Shabadoo. Shabadoo is always going to fit. Well, no, Schmidt's going to be ahead of Shabadoo. Fuck that. I'm, I'm in Santa's book ahead of fucking Shabadoo. Fucking Canonias, you trying to cut the line? Don't cut the line, Shabadoo. Mike Schmidt's dead and he's coming in and, and wreaking havoc or whatever the fuck. Is there a podcast from up there? I don't know. We'll see. I consider this my job. When I go up there, we'll see what Santa considers my job and what my assignment will be. 
But if you want a painting of yourself done, a painting of your family or your dogs or your gerbil or whatever the fuck, anything you love that you want preserved in artwork, anything that you love that you want to save or commemorate with an oil painting or some watercolors or a caricature, whatever the fuck you need, whatever you want, man, Mex can do it. He's that guy. Like I said, you'll go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, go through all the artwork he's got in his photos. You'll see the stuff he's done for me, the stuff he's done for other people, the stuff he's done for closed groups, the memes that he's invented. And you'll think to yourself, this is exactly the kind of guy I want making it fucking happen for me. And then you'll contact him and he'll talk price. And as long as you got the cash, baby, he's going to go ahead and come through with the goddamn imagery that you needed to save the day. And also, by the way, I, you know, I've mentioned Facebook, certainly uh facebook.com slash david max hernandez but did you know there's another place to find david there is he prefers facebook but i like this because this is kind of a backdoor if you think about this if you go this other way if you go to this other place uh then you'll be able to see an entirely different grouping of artwork that he's done and you can shake your head and go i could never afford this guy and you're probably right but it doesn't hurt to ask so uh check out the stuff he's got on facebook facebook.com slash david max hernandez go to the west side 86 jokers fan club page see the stuff he's done there go to my page like i said facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy you'll see all the fucking photos or uh, the timeline whatever the fuck profile pictures he's done for me uh and then you can go to his website what his website are you serious yes i'm serious he has a goddamn website and you need to go check it right now that's art by A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Does anybody here need a lot of attention? (laughs) Does anybody here hate their wife? (laughs) You're listening to The 40-Year-Old Boy, and coming up, the jerk-off journals. Hide your chickens, they're gonna get choked. Hey, how flexible are you? What do you mean? Uh, well, bendy, because I just signed up for a jerk-off yoga class, <laughs> and uh, they teach you how to jerk off with your feet. It's awesome. Like, what? Like, how? Well, different positions. Like, I just, I learned the sticky ankle. Are, are there, like, girls in your class? Uh, yeah, but they don't have a lot of choices. They're, they usually just do punch the pink mouth. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, I just learned salting the pretzel. Oh, my God, is it awesome? <laughs> how the hell do you do that? Um, well, here, I'll just show you. I just, uh... Oh, you know what? The ceiling's too low. Just go to my Facebook page. These knuckles are always shuffling. The Jerk Off Journals on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. Can the peanut butter be chunky? Sponsors? What? What are you talking about? Who's talking about sponsors? Uh, playoffs? Who's talking about playoffs? Who's talking about playoffs? Practice? We're talking about practice. Man, practice? Sponsors? Uh, look, I got sponsors for the playoffs. I got sponsors for practice. I got sponsors for everything you could possibly want. Uh, uh, but well, I have one sponsor specifically, the very lovely and talented fearful Jesuit and his paranoid strain podcast, the paranoid strain available now, wherever the best podcasts are available. That's a lot of uses of the word available. And yet I'm going to continue to say it available, available. Where is it available? You ask? Well, you can go to the Apple podcast space. You can go to the iTunes store. Spotify, uh, any place you want to go find podcasts, you can go and look for it. And there you're going to find the paranoid strain hosted by our good friend, fearful Jesuit and his kind hearted sidekick, Dana unicorn. The two of them are doing amazing things. Lovely, wonderful, terrific things talking about conspiracy theories that are destroying us and everything we love. And, uh, and oh my God, is it a sticky wicket? It is the stickiest of wickets. I know you're like, well, how sticky could a wicket get? Well, turn tune into the show. 
You want a wicket that you can barely get your hands off of. You grab it once. You're like, well, I got a handful of wicket. And then you try to remove those hands. You're like, this is the stickiest wicket in the business. And now your palms are covered with sticky wickedness. Nobody wants that. Uh, But he he he's here on the scene. He talks about older conspiracy theories. But but now this week, right? there's a new show this week. Now, here's the thing. All right. Look, Uh, this show is about Q. Now, we've talked about QAnon. We've talked about Q. He's talked about Q, certainly, a few times, but but he's getting to the bottom of it now. It's a quick hit, quick, 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 quick hit episode of the Paranoid Strain podcast. And it is uh, it features an interview with a gentleman named Ian Rose, who is a devotee of Q, or he, he's a former devotee of Q. And it's funny because, like, uh, you know, Jesuits like, ah, you know, we didn't really want to do this, but we got it because they're fucking they, they keep doing shit. But like, honestly, you know, the paranoid strand, again, it brings you all of these great ass conspiracy theories, which is which is fucking perfect. And if he wanted to, he could just do a ton of fucking Q stuff all the time. That's all he could do. He could just do Q forever. Uh, but he's got secret societies on deck who he's going to be tackling next. Um, and the thing is, Q's not a secret society. It's not even a society. It's, and it's certainly not a fucking secret. I wish it was. I wish it, I didn't know a goddamn thing about it. But I'll tell you, I've just been researching stuff and looking at white supremacy and QAnon and, and how it dovetails into one another. And just, oh, dude, again, like I told you last week, I, I can't with this fucking nonsense. It's just it's a crusher. The only good news is that someone like Fearful Jesuit can come along and put it into perspective and make it an entertaining listen. Uh, and he, and he does that this week in his quick, 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 hit, 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 quick, quick <laughs> episode. And my favorite part is he called it quick hit QAnon. Yes. Again. Uh, cause you can't escape it because it is eating the fucking world. And believe me, let's put it this way. If I hate QAnon and I, I'm tired of hearing it and I don't, if I'm telling you to listen to this fucking show, that should tell you exactly how good it is or how entertaining it is, because this is a topic that I truly think is there's nothing to be mind. Of, there's no entertainment in it whatsoever. These are terrible fucking people about to do terrible things and they're ruining the planet. And yet I can listen to the dulcet tones of a, of a fearful Jesuit and a Danny unicorn as they, as they take them apart uh, and get to the bottom of the nonsense that they've they're doing now. They've done in the past, and they're going to continue to do in the future. Um, and he thinks he's escaping. He thinks this is like, oh yeah, we'll leave this behind now, and we'll move into secret societies. No, no, he could do a Q show every fucking week. I'm telling you, the man could. And and I'd listen every goddamn week. So go find the Paranoid Strain. It's available right now wherever you get your podcasts. As I've mentioned, do me a favor, write him a note. His email is theparanoidstrain at gmail.com, theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Send him a note there and say to him, hey, you know what, man? We love this show. It's the best. And Mike Schmidt told us to listen to it. Uh, And that'll make me look like a hitter, which I really want to do. Or, you know, not or in addition to do both of these things, send him an email, but also leave a review in the iTunes store. That's important because the people go through and they look at those and uh, and it gets people roped in. Because for some reason, people trust anonymous reviews. I don't know why, but they do. I'm happy they do because my my podcast has got, uh, you know, decent reviews, which makes me very happy. By decent, I mean, like, I'm at like four and a half stars because there are people who hated it. But who gives a fuck about those fucking people? Eh, Nobody cares about them. I care about the people who love it, like you and you and, of course, you. But what we're talking about now is the Paranoid Strain podcast. And there are people out there who love it universally unabashedly they clutch it to their chest like it's their own goddamn son 
They, they squeeze it to their bosom and they get conspiracy blood all over their goddamn best shirt, but they don't care because they love it so much. The Paranoid Strain Podcast. Like I said, it's a uh, it's a QAnon episode. And it, even if you're like me and you blanch and you flinch at the topic, you will be entertained in this quick, 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 quick hit. And so it's 35 minutes. Come on. What the fuck are you doing besides nothing? So go ahead and jump in and listen to that and enjoy our great friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit, as he as he takes apart these fucking nobodies, updates you on their on their bullshit and then gets to the bottom of it with uh, with a former QAnon member. Are they even members? I don't even know. You pay fucking dues. Who knows? Uh, but he was happy to talk to this guy and I'm glad he did. So anyway, go listen to it. Now the paranoid strain podcast available wherever your best podcasts are available. I love that word. Uh, did you know I'm part of the misfit toys co-op? I am. Uh, it's, it's a misfit toys co-op, uh, extravaganza podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, man. It's out there. It's there. It's waiting for you. It is, uh, it is five solid podcasts and me. It is our friends Jimmy and Matt and Elliot and Garen over there at Never Not Funny, where, uh, you know, my uh, my initial podcast home, if you will. Jimmy Pardo and Never Not Funny, Matt Belknap, Elliot uh, Hochberg, 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 and of course, Garen Cockrell. Uh, they're all over there at Never Not Funny. Go ahead and download that. Subscribe to that show. Give it a listen. Get your finances in order and subscribe to the goddamn thing. They're waiting for you. Doug Benson hosts Doug Loves Movies. Where he, uh, he, well, Doug loves movies. There you go. It's right there in the slug line, right there in the old title. Doug loves movies. Mars needs women. Uh, so go ahead and listen to Doug. I apologize. I don't have a dumb button and I have to cough so bad right now because <coughs> my fucking throat is filled with ash from you, you fuckheads who keep dying and getting burned up. Uh, why am I mad at the people who die? It, it happens. But I mean, it could maybe, but it maybe went out and golfed. If you went out and golfed and you died, fuck you. I, I'm breathing you in now and laughing. All right. Uh, the Todd Glass Show is out there now with our good friend Todd Glass hosting a show. Um, the always popular and terrific Jen Kirkman, who's incredibly funny and and smart and uh, insightful. She's got no fun with Jen Kirkman. That's a podcast you should listen to. And our good friend Jonah Ray with Let Me Watch Your Movie With You, hosted by Jonah Ray and whomever he was watching a movie with. So there you go. Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, The Todd Glass Show, No Fun With Jen Kirkman, Let Me Watch Your Movie With You with Jonah Ray. All of these are available now. It is the Misfit Toys Co-op, and we're excited to be scratching each other's back. Now, are they plugging me like this? I don't know. Do they even know I exist? I know Never Not Funny does. The other guys are my friends, but I haven't seen them in forever. You know, the pandemic takes you off people's goddamn radars. So, uh, so maybe, maybe they're plugging me. I'm, I'm hoping that they are. I can only hope, look, if you, if you are a Jen Kirkman listener and you've swooped into the show to listen to this this week, uh, I can't blame you because you know, a, you listen to Jen, she's smart and B I'm awesome. So why wouldn't you fucking tune into me? I'm the greatest. I'm so good. Never not funny. Doug loves movies. Todd glass show. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you. Jonah Ray, all part of the misfit toys co-op subscribe and download all of these shows and you'll be a fan. I know you will. I promise you want to pay me money for stuff. I think you should. You want to hire me for cameo. I'll call you up and let you know what's what I'll tell you the good things and the bad things. 
We'll talk about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Whatever you need from me, I can do it. Uh, Cameo exists as a, it's bookcameo.com or it's an app on your phone downloaded from whatever the fucking store is. I don't know if Android has a store, the junk store. And then of course there's the uh, iTunes store or the app store on the iPhone, which is of course uh, perfect for everybody to use. And it is made of angel's hair, but the, the Android store is just, you walk in, it's just cobwebs and bullshit. Your phone coughs. It's so weird. And yet you can still get the cameo app and hire me to do whatever you need me to do. You want me to call you and tell you that uh, you're, you're okay. Everything's going to be fine. If you want me to lie to you, I'm happy to do that. If you want me to tell you, if you want me to just tell you a story about my life, you know what? Let's get that out of the way. Now you cameo people constantly going, Oh, it's my birthday. Oh, it's my anniversary. Oh, it's Valentine. So fucking what? Don't you want to hear? What about me? Don't you want to hear about me? And I know you're thinking, well, Mike, you got a podcast where we hear about you all the time. But if you, eh, these cameo people are selfish. Hire me to talk about me. I'll tell you a story about me. Is that what you want on cameo? It should be. Um, although I got to be honest, the cameo turns into whatever the fuck it turns into. Like I talk about you, but then all of a sudden I talk about me for like nine minutes. It's so bad. Just hire me. You'll see. Uh, but cameo bookcameo.com or the cameo app on your phone. I'm available. If you're if you're a Kansas City Chief fan and you want to taunt the Buffalo Bill fan in your life, if if by chance you're the uh, the Green Bay Packer fan who wants to taunt the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan in your life, if you want me to tell you that Tom Brady is old and terrible, uh, if you want me to tell you that Aaron Rodgers is smug and a really good quarterback, if you want me to talk about Josh Chaos, that's our friend Josh Allen in Buffalo, if you want me to say that Patrick Mahomes' toe hurts, I can do any of those things. I'm uh, I'm the lizard king. I'm the I'm the cameo king. I can do anything. Whatever you need from me, hire me to do it. I can do it. You want me to tell your crush that you love him? You want me to tell your girlfriend you're breaking up with her? You want me to tell your boss you quit or you demand a raise? Uh, you want me to tell your potential boss how much you really want to work in this new business? I can do any of these things. Why wouldn't you put them in my hands? And I, you know, if you say, don't say fuck to my boss, I can do that. If you want me to say fuck to your boss 41 times, I can do that too. 41 shots, baby. I can do it. Uh, is your boss Abner Louima? I don't know if he is. Uh, or no, Abner Louima got a, he got the plunger in the ass. He didn't get shot. Whatever. Still a bad fucking outcome for Abner. Sorry, Abner. I didn't mean to bring in. And I and look, if you want to <laughs> put it this way, if you want to hear more about Abner Louima, go ahead and book me on Cameo. We'll talk about that for a half hour. <laughs> hey, who's the guy the cops sodomized with a plunger handle? Well, I'm glad you've hired me and paid me $15 to give you the ballot of Abner Loima. Uh, boy, I wish that was the, uh, that could be the name of the show if it wasn't so late in the show. All right. So anyway, bottom line, and that's a terrible thing to say, think about Abner Loima. He doesn't want to think about the bottom line. Um, <laughs> this is, look, that's dark. And I do apologize. It's terrible. The things that happened to him. And I, I'm so sorry that he, he's entered my lexicon. I didn't mean to bring him up. Please don't use this as a reflection of what I'll talk about on Cameo. Very rarely will I ever talk about uh, a victim of police sodomy. That does not ever come up on Cameo. Well, I can't say ever. All right. Maybe somehow we walk past it and there's just the ghost of it, the hint of it that you can possibly pick out of whatever I'm talking about. Maybe there's some Abner Louima subtext. I don't want to get into it, but uh, but I promise I will do my best to go ahead and suppress it. But I can't promise you anything really. Pay me fucking $20 and you'll find out what you get on Cameo, bookcameo.com or the Cameo app that you're going to download to your phone and, uh, and find me and have me do some cool things. Why not?
Hey, if you want to support me financially, that would be cool. Cause I think I mentioned earlier in the show that I can't get in a car with somebody and die within four minutes because they fucking breathe the same air I breathe. Um, you can find me at Mike Schmidt And in the upper right-hand corner, there'll be a little horn boy with a donation button. You can click on it. It says donate. And then you can give me some PayPal money where you can uh, donate via PayPal uh, or, or you can do it once or you can set up a monthly donation, which is pretty cool. Thank you so much for thinking of me via PayPal. That's Mike Schmidt And you go and go into the site and on the upper right-hand corner of every page, you're going to see a little donate guy, a little horn boy, click on him and you can donate either one sum, a lump sum, whatever, or you can go and do a monthly thing. That's great. And I want to go ahead and say a special thank you to somebody here. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name because he never really asked me to, but our buddy Frank, there's a gentleman named Frank who has supported me, I think, uh, since I started the PayPal thing. And uh, and Frank, thank you so much for thinking of me, thinking of the show, supporting me and doing everything you've done. And thank you to everybody who does that. You know that everybody gets a, a blanket. Thank you. But I think I'm thinking of Frank specifically this week um, because I they it was like PayPal reached out to me and was like, hey, Frank. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I'm mentioning Frank, who's uh, who's a good friend and a supporter of the show. Thank you for all of the support you've given me through all of the years, Frank. Please know it was so much appreciated. I'm glad you thought of me. You're the best. Uh, hey, man, you want to be on Patreon? Of course you do. If PayPal's not your fucking cup of tea, your fucking bowl of soup, your goddamn uh, uh, jug of blood, that seems a weird way to go. Um, your your bottle of lemonade is if 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 PayPal's not your uh, your trough of lemonade, uh, which I need to make. You know, it's funny in California we have, <laughs> you know, I have a friend who brought me lemons which was very nice of her. She, she has a lemon tree in her, in her parents' yard. And she's like, Oh man, I'm, I'm coming over. Do you want some lemons? And I didn't even get to answer her, but of course the answer is yes. But here's the thing with it. Cause this is California. People have orange trees, avocado trees, lemon trees. And she, she asked if I wanted lemons. Well, of course I do. But then they always bring you like 30 lemons. They, 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 they it's just, and that's great. That's awesome. I do love lemons, but, uh, but unless I'm fucking Susan Sarandon in Atlantic city, I have no use for 30 lemons. I'm j- I just don't know what the, what the point is unless I sponsor a little league and I'm going to make them some delicious beverages for three weeks. I can't anticipate what I would ever need 30 lemons for. Uh, I'm glad to be thought of, and I do enjoy citrus as you know, uh, but, but 30 lemons is a lot. And then you put them on the counter and then there's no room and then they roll all over and you slip on them and you fall down like the slip nuts. And slipping on nuts, slipping on lemons. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad to have lemons, but I but uh, it's a lot of that's a lot of lemons. It's like if somebody brought me 30 avocados, I would be like, this is totally delightful. But now I have to make guacamole for for fucking everybody. I mean, that's and there's nothing wrong with that. But we're in we're in a pandemic. I can't be making guacamole for fucking everybody. Uh, but still, if you have avocados, I want them. All right. So anyway, the bottom line is Patreon exists. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. If you're not a PayPal person, be a patron at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. It keeps this show rolling and it keeps the dream alive of stuff for other channels and things that I'm going to get to. Uh, but it very much keeps me afloat and make sure that I'm not in the goddamn poorhouse or, or having to uh, slip away into the night and avoid creditors and debtors. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to run from creditors and debtors. Nobody wants to say, you know, I, 
I hear so much about the caravans that are coming and they're all going to slip over the border. I'm, I'm going to slip over the border in reverse. I'm going to I'm going to run to Canada and sneak into that country. That's what I plan on doing or even Mexico because it's much warmer. Maybe I'll slip into there, which will be fine. I don't care. I need to flee, but I don't want to flee and I won't have to flee. If you can think of me at patreon.com slash Mike four zero YLB, I don't need to flee at that point. Uh, I can stay here in America and be part of the Misfit Toys co-op because I think I think if I become international, if I become Mr. Worldwide, not unlike our good friend Pitbull, I am expelled from the Misfit Toys co-op. I think it's purely an American organization. I don't want to look. I don't know if that's true, but I also don't want to be the one who tests the boundaries. I don't want to be the one who pushes the envelope on that. I don't want to be that guy. So if I all of a sudden I'm broadcasting from the Philippines and then they're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? The Misfit Toys co-op is a solid American fucking organization. I'll be like, what? I flipped over here because I like Tagalog (laughs) and they'd be like, no, sir, you must come back to America. And I'd be like, I can't. And then I'll be part of my own co-op, just me and, and, uh, and a bunch of whoever the fuck's in the Philippines making fucking, uh, uh, What's that restaurant? Jollibee. Oh, maybe I'll broadcast live from a Jollibee. Any Jollibee opening. Hey, if you're a Jollibee or a Jollibee guy, hire me. I've never had your food. I've driven past it several times and thought I should stop at the Jollibee. And then the one time I did stop at the Jollibee, it was 9.30 p.m. And I got to the speaker and they said, we're closed. And I was like, why are your lights all on? Why are you guys in there? They're like, we just closed. And I didn't know if it was uh, because I was an American trying to uh, cross the line and have Jollibee food late at night. I don't know. Look, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to say that. I, and I certainly don't want to say that I was being, uh, uh, you know, discriminated against. That would never happen at a jolly bee because that bee is jolly. He's a jolly bee for fuck's sake. If it was angry bee, then I would speculate that perhaps I was being discriminated against. But jolly bee would never do that to me. Uh, man, I want to eat at a jolly bee. Jolly bee. Uh, jujubee. Maybe it's jujubee. Oh, my God. You know, what? I'll totally eat a jujubee. Oh, man. What if they just melt jujubees and they pour them on corn dogs? That doesn't sound good. Oh, you can't pour it. Just dip a corn dog in it with melted fucking jujubee sauce. There you go. Look what I just invented. Melt a bunch of jujubees and then dip some corn dogs in there. It's like a sweet corn dog, even though they're sweet on the corn already. And then the dog gives you a little salty, but then you get an extra fucking punch from the fucking melted jujubees. That sounds horrifying. I can't believe I even gave even four seconds even longer to the idea. When I said it, I should have gone, that's fucking horrifying. But yet, yet I ran with it. And I said to you, this is the plan. I actually made the plan. I gave you the recipe. So now if you're successful, think of me. As I've mentioned, every time I give out a fucking awesome idea and somebody executes it, which nobody ever does because you're all as lazy as me. Anyway, who cares? The point is. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB exists and wants you to go ahead and sign up. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you for keeping me afloat. Thank you for doing everything you can to to keep me in business because I do I do need to be in business because this is a business, kid. You ain't too far gone to see that. Oh, buddy. What a fucking waste. I've got channels. Did you know that? Not just a podcast. No, no, no. I've I've expanded. I've expanded my reach. I've got a YouTube channel. What's that? And it is podcasts, really, more or less. But still, YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Could you go subscribe to it? Would you do that for me? That would make me happy. Just go subscribe to the channel. Because then again, like I said, I need to keep a certain number of people so I can go ahead and make money off YouTube. Now, am I making money off YouTube now? I'm not. Do I need to make some changes and some renovations and a bunch of shit like that? I do. So, please know that that's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. So all you got to do is go ahead and sign up right now and become a person who follows me over there at youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. And, uh, and YouTube will be impressed with my numbers as will 
twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy exists and is waiting for you to go ahead and jump in uh because i stream all the time now have i streamed this week i have not but once i finish this podcast and get it uploaded and stuff uh, i'll be streaming this afternoon but you don't care about that because by the time you listen i'll be done streaming uh but i'll be back on the air tomorrow which is wednesday god damn i hate that i did the show on a tuesday but still Uh, I'll be streaming tomorrow, Wednesday in the afternoon. That'll be fantastic and lovely. Won't you go ahead and tune in twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on there playing puzzles. I'm on there with a sword, killing things. Sometimes I'm just chatting. Sometimes I'm biting weird things. It's it's a, it's a melange. And if you come and check it out, you'll, you'll be addicted. You'll be hooked like our friend, Tennessee, Chris, who's never heard the podcast. And yet watches me on Twitch. That guy doesn't even know what I do for a living. And he pops in to watch me eat strange candy. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just want to watch a beefy podcaster put stuff in his mouth. Well, that's what you do over there at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Follow me there and check me out. I'm, I'm ready for action. That seems weird. That's a terrible slogan. That's so generic. Check me out. I'm ready for action. We're ready to believe you at five, 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 two, three, six, eight. That's the Ghostbusters phone number. Yes, I have that committed to memory. Um, so I'm done, man. I'm done. My voice is fried. My nose is packed with dead people. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And it is Tuesday. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, <laughs> like I thought I'd talk about it in the, in the bulk of the show, but then I just, I didn't. And now here we are. And it is, uh, it is the close. It is the culmination of uh of four fucking years of just complete nonsense and uh believe me i don't i don't like talking about fuck knuck any more than you do or or you know but i but but he's leaving i think he's supposed to he should be gone tomorrow that's the story unless you believe uh you know the paranoid strain and q devotee ian who will tell you that he's not leaving and then Dude, I've read so much dumb Q shit this week where they some people talked about how literally there was a face off operation where Biden will have Trump will have Biden's face. I I don't even and he's going to still be president. I mean, dude, people are fucking bananas, bananas. Uh, There are people who say that tomorrow he will declare martial law and that they need Biden to be sworn in. So it's the ultimate crime of stealing the presidency and then he'll be arrested and they'll shoot Kamala. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I don't get it. And my favorite. Here's the thing. This dude has done nothing since November. We get this right. He's done. He doesn't give a fuck about the country. All he's done is chase fucking weird ass conspiracy theories and try to fucking steal the office back. He hasn't given a fuck about the pandemic or the country or fucking anything. He gave like a medal of honor to Toby Keith. That's good. That's what you want to do. Just go ahead and hand out tin to hillbillies. That's how you fucking close out the the worst presidential reign in history. You just hand a hunk of aluminum to a hillbilly and go, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for fucking nothing. I don't know how Kid Rock and Ted Nugent didn't get him and Toby Keith did, but whatever the fuck. How does Lee Greenwood not get a fucking medal out of this asshole? But he didn't. Uh, and, and but But here's my thing. I don't ever want to talk about him again. I, I'm, I'm sure I will. I don't want to. But he got banned from fucking social media and people still like write about him. They talk about him. He permeates their existence and they they still they can't. And I'm look, I'm doing it now. I'm talking about the fucking guy, but I'm talking because he's gone. He's finally fucking gone. And uh, and, and I, I got to be honest, all these people are like, whoo, he's finally gone. I hope he I hope he sulks and sneaks out of the office. And I'm like, you know what? 
Fuck that. Absolutely not. Go quietly. Fuck that, man. This dude's got one day left. I want him to lean into the fucking crazy. All right. I will, I will feel cheated without one final burst of nonsense from this fucking Jagoff. I, I want, because, because first of all, look, they're having the inauguration tomorrow. Okay. Which I don't even understand that bullshit at all. Why the fuck are you having a, an in-person inauguration You've built, I, there's a, there's bands and some of it's virtual, some of it's not, but they're being sworn in on the Capitol. I don't even fucking know, man. You know what? And I, it, it makes sense though, because people are thinking they shouldn't do it. Some people are saying they should because it's an honor and we've just had a fucking game show president. So it's only fitting that he would go out with a quiz. Will the new guy survive to usher in a brand new four years of mediocrity or will the new guy be gunned down in front of television cameras? Tune in tomorrow. There has to be some cliffhanger for this reality game show fuck on his way out the goddamn door. They've got the national guard fucking hunkering down in Washington. And they said they had to vet the national guard. They're like, we, now we've got to figure it out. We got to figure out who's safe and who isn't in the national guard. It's like, well, I, why would you even do this fucking inauguration? If you've got to go ahead and do the background check on soldiers to make sure one of them doesn't wing this fucking guy, that's fantastic. Yeah, you want to definitely get to the bottom of how many pharmacists and office managers we've even guns to who are ready to shoot somebody from the fucking incoming administration. Jesus, fuck. Just, just don't do it. It makes no sense. This last day and tomorrow should just be Trump's to do whatever the fuck he wants. Just be a fucking idiot. I, they said he was going to pardon like 100 people. I haven't been online today, so I don't know if he pardoned 100 people. And people are mad about it. Oh, I can't believe he's going to pardon 100 people. Who's he going to pardon? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck who he pardons? It does nothing to you. It affects your life in no way whatsoever. Unless he, you know, he fucking pardons the guy who robbed your house or whatever the fuck. But because he pardons Lil Wayne, that's going to make you sad? Who the fuck cares? Lil Wayne's awesome. Give him two pardons. Why the fuck not? Pardon everybody. I want him to go fucking psycho. I want him to pardon, because again, he's he's done dumb shit forever. Pardon Joker. Do that. Just fucking pardon the Joker, Tyler Durden, fucking Scar from Lion King, Manson's ghost. I don't give a fuck. Let him do crazy shit. Sell Guam to Elon Musk. Steal the keys to Air Force fucking one. I need this guy to go out with somebody, because again, we're never going to hear from this motherfucker again, which is a lie. We're going to hear from him every goddamn day, but fingers fucking crossed that we'll never hear from this motherfucker. And if he goes out with a fucking bang, that'd be perfect, because why not? Lean into the crazy. Do something fucking stupid.